Ric Flair, you are a piece of shit on the bottom of my shoe. I'm gonna scrape off that shit and flush your ass down the toilet personally. Russo's come out wielding a baseball bat. They're out to end his career right now. I am the Batman. Russo just grabbed Ric Flair's watch. That's a $15,000 Rolex. That is the face of a man in complete control of the new blood. Complete control of the new blood. Complete control of WCW. And Ric Flair, when all is said and done, you will be my New York bitch. In one fell swoop, the focus of the entire company has changed. The biggest mistake I've ever made. I mean, this is a real big one. Hulk Hogan. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, he hit Hogan. Bischoff just waffled Hogan with a chair. He waffled Hogan with a chair. Kidman pinned Hogan. Billy Kidman pinned Hogan and Eric Bischoff counted the fall. I never thought we would see the day when Bischoff would wipe Hogan out with a chair. And as far as Bischoff goes, I'm gonna eat. Is Get that camera out of here. Hogan's in that limousine. The White Hummer is back from last summer. It's Bischoff. Oh, my God. Buy your way out of that. And we're back! That's right, it's a new Blood Rising podcast. It's time for some Spring Stampede 2000. Last time we were here, we had a hell of a nitro. Everything got thrown out the window. We got a, four weeks of television compiled into two hours. And of course there was a thunder afterwards at that Wednesday. Uh, that kind of helped us get ready for the pay-per-view. But nevertheless, here we are. This is... a. Uh, Typically in the past, kind of a jokey pay-per-view in a lot of ways, but this is some serious business. The New Blood, the Millionaires Club, a lot of things going on tonight. Belts are finally going to go to their rightful holders now in this vacant land of titles in WCW. But as we stand, the New Blood Rising podcast, let's get it out of the way, let's talk about it, it is a part of the OSW Podcast Network, which is a part of PileDriverWrestling.net. We encourage you, please go there, listen to our backlog of episodes, as well as some of our other podcast friends that cover either air different eras of professional wrestling or what's going on in the world of professional wrestling today. The New Blood Rising Podcast, I'm William Rink, and I'm joined, of course, in this journey through the end of WCW by Jason Kiesler. Charlie Stabile. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, how the hell are you, son? Goddamn. Spring Stampede. So in the past, um, we used to joke like it was such a stupid-looking set. All the damn haystacks. It didn't even make it into a match. No, no, it didn't. Why? <laughs> Neither did Fall Brawl. Like, <laughs> the THQ was like, man, fuck these seasonal papers. You know, yeah. the hell of it. <laughs> Halloween Havoc, though. That one's cool. So we talked about the end of last episode. A bit of anticipation in terms of where we are now getting to review these episodes we're getting to see finally in action this this storylines that got kind of rebooted and started over I guess right a, a week before this is supposed to happen we don't know how this is going to go but Again. I know Again. Fun, the fun thing is we're in Chicago and I think I, I 
I have said this is I vote this the best wrestling city in America. I think they are the most passionate fans who really do. I, I don't know. They make wrestling shows more fun. Just with, with without a doubt, no matter what we're gonna see, they they make Steve Austin. They made him. People ask me all the time, what's my favorite arena that I've ever wrestled in? <laughs> Boom, it's easy. Rosemont Horizon. <laughs> it's, it's the acoustics. <laughs> he said that. I, I had, a, had a damn hellacious run. It, it was what it was. I, uh, I catch me down. <laughs> you pissed me off. Boom, Texas Deathmatch. Where the hell that come from? Hey, you know, it's funny. Talking about Rick Rude, talking about me swearing. What are you doing, Paul? I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, Goddamn, Rick, if I knew you were so... Let's, uh, <laughs> all right, anyway. Let's get into some numbers for this. 12,000 people on hand for this. Can you believe that? No. 12,556 in the United Center in Chicago, yeah, this Illinois. this isn't Rosemont. And, you know, like nope. you said, I guess I agree with you. It's probably the best wrestling town uh, in the country. Uh, however, none of those fans, I think, decided to show up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some good, there's some good. And they uh, pulled uh, out all the stops. The worst signs. Oh. Said. I only wrote down one. Like, right. the signs are terrible. Did I see Steiner yeah. is gay right off the bat? Yeah, there's stupid signs like that. And then there's the signs uh. that don't say, make any sense, like a sign that's held up that says something like Marvin. <laughs> and I'm like, there's not even an arrow pointing down. I'm like, who the fuck is Marvin? <laughs> now, do you think it's a... I mean, <laughs> Ready to Rumble had come, had come out. And in Ready to Rumble, when they go to Nitro, David Arquette's character has the piece of shit sign that says his name. That he he never holds it up. I mean, you think it's people. Oh, I saw the movie. Maybe if I do what they do, they'll put me on camera. Oh, like oh, that's promotion that we need. That's free, like that kind of thing. I well, love that you just, just like, try oh, to you try to legitimize it. You play the I'm, devil's advocate for the sign people. Hey, that's awesome. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you ever sit behind one of those assholes? Uh, mm. The guy behind me can't see. Oh. oh, I love the ones too that stand up and they hold the no, sign up and the damn no, things I, I upside about, down. I don't know how long you two have been friends, Charlie. But as long as I've been friends with Moneybags William Rinkin, we get box seats when we go to <laughs> Well, and, you know, and that's what's that's funny. That's the so other half lives, eh? <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> and of course, that our, our house show got canceled for Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? We the got one that was supposed to be here. That was, yeah, that never happened. Never our happened. Raw, I totally forgot about that. In December, when they were like, we'll be back in, in June or May 31st in Greenville. It wasn't a Raw, so we're like, oh. And then it starts getting closer, and it goes from being a 6 p.m. start time to a 1 p.m. start time. The meet and greet gets canceled. Then they announce Elimination Chamber, and the whole fucking show gets canceled. It was a systematic shutdown. It mm -hmm. was a fire sale. They're like, oh, no. No, Greenville is not getting Elimination <laughs> Chamber. That was, a, that was a fire sale. That was a fire sale. <laughs> that was this. Fire PG-13, what? <sighs> <laughs> the choice will be clear. Live free or die hard. <laughs> Sorry. Die Hard 4.0 is a much better title. That's, that's a much it's better. so cool. But anyway, let's move on. <clears throat> was 0.25, so there was a bit of a jump from where yeah. we saw with uh, Uncensored and everything. So there was the curiosity. And like factor. I said to you, yeah, I like curiosity. curiosity I was curious, too. I never ordered a WCW pay-per-view, so I, I wasn't too curious. <laughs> I paid for this one. Yeah, that's what you said. I paid for this one because... You were that invested. We stole them. We have the old satellites. You're this Comcast? That's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't have Comcast. You got that truck outside in the house? This was... Uh, <laughs> Front window. Yeah. 
<laughs> God Hall is Shia LaBeouf, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> we have the old satellites, not the little mini dish, the ones that you had to tilt. Don't breathe! Oh. Did you ever have those? Oh, I had a buddy who had them. The big one. Yeah, like, it was on top of his trailer. Right. Well, ours, we were in a trailer, but I got really good at unscrambling porn. So I would sit and like tilt it the right way. No, this is good. Ring the damn bell. bell. This is a good story. A lot of people share that. We would tilt it and fix it where it would be black and white. (laughs) Then I one day like it was black and white. Film noir. Yes, but it was perfectly. I love the Dutch angles (laughs) when he's going down on her. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up on the Criterion Collection. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got good at doing that, so I said, I wonder if I can do that for the wrestling pay per view. Well, I found. Is this like a long you, story? I, no, I, I like that he starts. It's with, not long. I think like you start with porn. Right. And then you move on to wrestling. Right. Not the other right. way around. Right. Well, I, I hope this works with porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It, the the screen is. That's right. No, not the phone. <laughs> oh, wow. But I tilted it and found a not black and white version that had a Spanish audio oh, feed. Oh, those old things. Yes, yeah, the yeah. Spanish audio feed. And then I found a. It had no picture. Jay Cottle. That's right. Let's do says Rick Flair. Oh, not oh, Spanish. El Diablo. It wasn't Jesus. with Spanish feeds. This would have taken two minutes to say. I've got 2,000 ways to be able to get my fix. This is going to be a long podcast. It's not. I'm trying to end it. Anyway. Oh, I bet you are. We're almost there, baby. Jimmy King. It would take me like, it would take me 30 minutes to get to porn and five minutes to use it. But anyway. I would get the we get the perfect picture for the wrestling pay-per-views, the Spanish audio. I got the vents. I hooked up a stereo and put on the blank channel that had the English all the You were doing the riff tracks? Yeah, stuff I was doing riff tracks. Right, buddy. But we messed up so we could see the wrestling pay-per-view and hear the American announce team in the English audio. That's cool. So I mean we did that and then this sure came up and I was like Right. We got there eventually. I'm going to clean up, and then we'll, we'll get back to it. Uh, you brought it back. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. You're the one over there wiping your head off with a towel. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> so hard. But the buy rate on this was fantastic. I'm glad so, that I was part of that. A couple of funny network things I noticed. Uh, Sid on the cover. Yeah. Not even on the pay-per-view, That's as right. you pointed it, out. He's dropping a leg or something. <laughs> I thought he was, looks like he's getting thrown out in the That's ring. That's bad foreshadowing. Oh, oh, no. no. Drops a leg. Permanently. <laughs> Um, two hours and forty minute run, run time. So that's six minutes longer than the the crash that was uncensored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other thing you notice, with that in mind, there is fourteen matches. Thank you for pointing that out. Fourteen There's, matches. We get to like match six by the end of the first hour. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Jesus, I, I do. I'm, I'm gonna have run times for all these offhand. I don't oh, think yeah. there's anything that gets over. Eight minutes. Mm. Definitely nothing over ten. Maybe besides the main event. The main event's the only one that seems like a fair, normal well, match. It's one of the few matches that isn't part of a tournament. 
um, on the same night. And one thing I'll say, like you mentioned this, how they step up. They really mm-hmm. step up the video packages for this. I love They're good. I put yeah, great package. Great video <laughs> opening, showing, and, and it's unedited. Yeah. There, this what is, is going this on here? Yeah, because we got to talk about this. All right, so we get right off the bat. We get the... Um, it's TV the, 14, by the mm-hmm, way. Yep. Okay. We get the footage from the reboot Nitro, and blatantly, without edits, Vince Russo saying, Ric Flair is the piece of shit on my shoe. I'm gonna flush that piece of shit down the toilet. Hey, no, this makes me wonder. Like when we see when we see something like uncensored, where we hear edited uh, language, the WWE just take like their home video version and put it up there, and a WCW release Spring Stampede the same way, but without edits. It's gotta be. It's so weird that this would get past them. I don't think it would. So we're we're watching like uh, like an R-rated like wrestling show because of the language. Yeah. This is one of the ones that if you put the parental controls on the network, you can't watch it. Well, yeah, well you oh, can, yeah? you can put parental controls on the gotcha. kids from seeing TV fourteen stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just randomly it just pulls this one out. It's like ah, oh, this never happened. Video package we've got uh, Russo and Flair, Bischoff, Kidman, and Hogan. That's the. It's weird, like, we're going to get, like, a video package, a bit, and then the video package again, kind of, with some more stuff mixed in. It's get two packages. So, after we get the initial package, in the back, we got a... Bischoff is pacing back and forth. He is all concerned that Hulk Hogan checked himself out of the hospital in Denver a week ago, and he's on, uh, probably on his way. Did Kidman, he hitchhike? I, no, 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 wait a minute. Oh, oh. From okay. the Hummer incident? From the Hummer yeah. incident. Yeah, the Hummer okay. incident. He scrambled, so you got did, the, you see you, what happens, he got the, he scrambled the mm-hmm. thing and... Mm-hmm. The Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag no, I mean, God. Oh my God! But look, if you remember, in the one of the video packages that recaps this, it ends with a POV shot of the Hummer wrecking into the limo. Yeah. Though you never see that. It's like da 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 da. It's that intense music, and then for some reason, I don't know if it's on the network, cuts to generic steakhouse, like just music. And it doesn't fit at all. No. Um. Kidman and Russo are trying to calm him down, like, hey, man, everything's going to be okay. I, I do like that Kidman is in this room with them. It shows that yep. he is prominent in mm-hmm. this new And he's acting thing. very um, cool. Yeah, like, man. Like, not cool, cool, yeah. but like, nothing, like, nothing. He's like, the I mean, top you're not Mayhem dog. Jeff Jarrett cool yet, no, buddy. No, Slap no. nuts. But, but it's like, nothing's really getting to him. He's got no. the prettiest girl in school, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing going on. Absolutely. And she's just, she's such a prop. Oh, my God. I, does she even speak in this no, thing? I don't think she speaks at all. No. Good. So as we said, we get back we get back to the video. Another video oh. package that kind of recaps everything we just saw again with some extra stuff. We see Paige, we see a lot of the other guys mix into this one, but that finally brings us into our big pyro opening, big pop opening in Chicago. Steiner is gay sign. It's so weird that that's one of the first things I see is gotta mean Rick. Golly, <laughs> gotta be gotta be Rick because no way the pump is gay. I, no, there's just no way. <laughs> Or, no, or I thought you meant Rick Steiner's holding that sign. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So our commentators, Scott Hudson, Tony Schiavone, and, and Iron Mike. T- no, 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 it's no. not tonight. It's no. Mark Madden. It's Mark Madden. It's, Sorry, it's, tonight. It's the big old black eye. one-eyed eyes. Mark Madden. Yeah, he's it. got the black eye, and he's trying to get over some sayings. DD me. Yep. A lot. And then he, I love Which it. He still uses to this well, day. Well, I love that because he says DD me. I immediately understand what he's talking about. But then the, he has to I go see. and explain it right. to me. Right. Because yeah, I'm an idiot wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he only he only cares about himself. He's DD me. That's right. Trending. Do you understand it? <laughs> Number one. I got fan. tanked. That means a tank Abbott. He came out and he beat oh. Then he poured Jim <laughs> Ross barbecue sauce on me for some reason. Crazy! <laughs> 
The commentators recap the tournaments we're going to see for the four major titles. Hudson gets them. I feel bad. Mar- <laughs> Hudson gets them uh, the mouthful of having to explain every single person. Oh, every and this is the one team. guy I don't want to explain. Jesus. Because oh, then you have this guy here. Uh, wait, hold on. I lost my spot. You know, uh, it, God damn it. I hate him. Poor so, Tony Schiavone. What a great quote. Wrestling matches? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced he knows it's shit. He yep. knows it's shit. But, but you don't say something like that and not know what you're saying. <laughs> we get So we'd mentioned, the, and now we get to follow up on something from the Nitro episode. Like we're talking about, why wouldn't this be considered a DQ? Tony Schiavone says, Bischoff and Russo have said DQs are to be relaxed in this pay-per-view to the point where it's really going to be like... They try to compare it in, you know, like in the playoffs and in the NBA or let in the NFL. It's let him play. I don't want to see a match end in a DQ. And right. it is funny what would get a DQ on this pay-per-view right. and what wouldn't. And how early <laughs> into the no DQ. <laughs> so immediately we get our fake Godfather music. It's time for some podcast favorites. Well, yeah. one of them's a podcast. One. Yeah. The other two are you can go fuck themselves. I'm sorry. Wait. No, I, I never mind. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, the Ma- the Mamelukes, the Paisans, they, uh, they really don't, they still don't really care how they pronounce them. They just call them nope. whatever. They are coming out with the Disco Inferno first. Big Vito, Johnny the Bull, they're going to be in this uh, tag team title tournament here mm-hmm. that we're going to get a semifinal match. They're going to be taking on Team Package, who in the back, they cut a little promo with Mean Gene. Flair's in street clothes again. Remember my street clothes? He looks like he is just coming from a golf match. Right. Yeah, yeah th- that's not street clothes. No. Well, that depends on what street. Well, 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 That's a right. boulevard. That's a boulevard. <laughs> but he goes to like he goes from zero to sixty instantly yeah. Yeah. and I love cuts how, a fifteen second promo. I love how smart Lex Luger is to not say a fucking word. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, there's no, nothing you can say is going to be what Ric Flair just did. Nope. So, team package to entrance, big Titan Tron entrance. Jesus, Luger out first. Uh, Face Lex gets a decent pop. As we talked about, Luger used to be built from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, you know. That might be what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. Uh, the only sign that I noticed that was worth mentioning, and I don't even know if it is, but it was this, like, portly looking woman holding a sign that says, Total Package Vits. <laughs> and I'm like, she I don't ate know the whole fucking package. <laughs> the plan is, 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 is simple. We, uh, we eat the Batman. Right? <laughs> 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 Is this the same lady that later has the buff is the stuff sign? <laughs> Ring that damn bell! Mm. Stop the damn match! For God's sake! Oh, that's good out. stuff. Damn it. Um, I love One thing I like is Flair gets understandably huge pops, and they mention right off the bat, the matches that Ric Flair's had in Chicago with the Chi-Town Heat, mm-hmm. um, you know, pay-per-views, uh, Starcades. Those were, they were... I'm trying to think, those are Starcade... Chi-Town Heat. I was trying to remember back. The Almanac. The Almanac. There it is. While he's looking it up, we talked about the pyro miscues on Nitro. Sure. Luger comes out, does his little... Liz strips him on the the ramp. Flair comes out. His pyro goes off while he's walking to the ring. Luger says, you've missed your pyro. Flair just turns around and you see him just go, fuck it. And I like it because it's Rick... I buy it in terms of Rick Flair means business tonight Mm -hmm. because, you know, things are... Chi Town Rumble at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois. There you and go. Ric Flair fought um, Ricky Steamboat, so you know yeah. that was probably a classic. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Ricky Steamboat pinned him in twenty three eighteen. Ooh, thanks PWI. Ooh. That's right. 
<laughs> that was a that was a that was a short match for the two of yeah. <laughs> twenty three minutes. God dang! That was a cup of coffee. Yeah. God damn, he had a hellacious match with Ricky Steamboat. God damn, it was a bust ass, a bust ass match. Did you notice the big ass hickey on Johnny the Bull? I, I, I didn't they know. mention it on the? I don't because I just looked at it first. I was like, "What's he wearing?" I was like, "That's a big fucking hickey." Him and Vito just must have went to see a Sweet November the <laughs> night before. That would have been out. That would have been out. Oh, oh, wow. Good job. Goddamn. <laughs> Can't trust the rattlesnake. I'm out. <laughs> um, we get uh, another entrance all of a sudden. We are not really oh. an entrance. We get more music, and it's Vince Russo who comes out the, the bat. He's... He's the Batman. I am the Batman. Why am I kidding? Can I, can I tell you what I thought he was going to do? And I was really excited. I thought he was going to add Disco Inferno to the match. Oh, that would have been that would have been great. And yeah. I was like, put Disco on the match. Yeah, it's great. No, no, no. Let, let's get fake DOA. So why is he doing that? Why is he saying that? Because... Uh, because he hates the Millionaires Club. Well, well, <laughs> at least that's what I follow. He's but. saying, it's un- this isn't... This is not fair. Yeah, they got terrible. rookies. There's more than one option here. <laughs> there's more than one option here. And he's saying like, Cuba. The, the, it's not fair that these two vets are taking on such rookies here. We've, Jesus. I mean, honestly, what a they, way to put down the Mamalus. They've had a tag team title reign at this point. So. Yeah, but still, I get it. He hates the Millionaires Club. So what's he do? Deal weight like the Harris brothers and they, they have come shirts. Out they've got shirts. Hilarious! They have merchandise. Yeah, they've got those big H bomb shirts that sold well in Osaka, Japan. Oh, by the way, <laughs> so uh, he says now it's going to be a four on two. Whatever. Which I, their video package for the Harris boys? Every action clip is against the people they're about to team with. Yep. Oh, <laughs> the Titantron video. They're Turnertron. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't was looking. It. I was like, well, there's big. There's John Bill. There's. It's like the same five clips over and over again against your partners. This thing is all, this match is all over the place. Um, and, and honestly, it only goes six minutes, 11 seconds. There's a real nonsensical part where Ric Flair locks in the figure four. Yeah. And then he hits the R button and releases it. Yeah. Like, for no reason. <laughs> like, you're probably about two seconds away from the tap out. Honestly, Jeff. Flair does some stage business, walks around the ring looking for somebody else to fight, and then he gets like Pearl Harbor. There, there are a couple of ridiculous <laughs> spots. Like I love where is it was it is it Vito who's on the top rope or is it Johnny with Luger's? Oh no. what, what man. <laughs> one's in the corner, one's crouched in the corner, and the other one's finally right. taking a sweet This is what top. started my Twitter rant. <laughs> Dude, he takes a millennia to get to that top rope. Luger, in a moment of of just clarity, just kind of looks at him, he's waiting, he's pretending like he's not looking. He just shrugs. Like, come on. Oh, oh, and then finally, when Beto's about to jump, Luger goes, like, oh, finally. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> Did you catch up before they swap sides? Because for some reason, this goes down here on the hard cam. And then as soon as the referee takes control... They move it all over, like they swap sides. But Disco's like they're like Mizdow Inferno it up. He is pantomiming all mm-hmm. the moves. He is, he is going crazy. Uh, and then suddenly he's on the other side and barely gets involved. Mm-hmm. Well, he Disco I hit, yeah. he pulls um, Luger, and then Liz just yeah, yeah. Slaps Liz, and, it, and then he gets the pop that gets mm-hmm. is amazing when Liz decks him, and then I another one of these stupid it's I've. I've hated this spot since he first started doing it. Anytime Johnny the Bull does this, I'm going to run, jump on the top rope, G- and me, then just, Justin Gabriel's I'll, his way up there. I'll be right Wait with a minute. Oh. i got to think about and, it. And again, Luger's like, right, come oh, on, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and here's going back to your boy that you hate. Scott Hudson, He throughout the night, he can't determine anyone's alignment because they, you know, 
Flair and Luger are clearly the faces, especially they're put at odds. But then he refers to Liz as the devious Miss Elizabeth. Like, right. the devious Miss Elizabeth! Yeah, like, that's how the box. How the fucking dare you, sir? Yeah, yeah I'm, no, she's the first lady of wrestling. You can I, go to hell. Mm-hmm. One thing I loved is um, when we get to see the torture rack this time, like, mm. it's, oh, it's so awesome. And I wasn't awesome. expecting it. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I wrote, racked them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah just he stack them, pack them, and rack them. He used Nikki Bella's finisher. Yeah. yeah. He gets, um, <laughs> come on, Nikki! <laughs> I'm so glad that they're not letting her come to ringside right now. Because <laughs> it's all it is. Come on, Nikki! <laughs> I'm like, please just tag her in. Hey. All right. <laughs> um, big pop. What was we talked about? Big pop from the the rack that he uh, puts on her and um, puts on her. I kept thinking about who the, wouldn't, the, who the wouldn't rack pop attack. For a rack. Stupid rack attack. I hated yeah. it. The rack attack. That's yep. what it's called. Dumb. But uh, they advance. The Millionaires Club makes it. So it's it's already like oh they're getting the best of the new blood already. <laughs> Doesn't take very long, does yep. it? But um, six minutes, eleven seconds. It was what it was. Doesn't overstay its welcome, is what I wrote. It's just sort of uh, no, it doesn't. Kind of thing, but, but nothing um, really does here because you don't have enough time to process anything. Yeah. Except the, for Disco getting kidnapped. It, right, we didn't mention. Yeah, so he got kidnapped. Yeah, so like these security guys, like they say they're not. Oh security. yeah, they, they look arm. very Sicilian, as Madden says. Yeah, he, yeah, he Which, tries to oversell that. Yeah. So they got blonde hair and blue oh, eyes and dark skin. Yeah, true, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. In the back, it's Mean Gene with Mike Awesome. He's in the U.S. Man. title tournament versus the Cat. Mike Ernest Awesome's Ooh. promos Ooh. are awesome. Like, 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 no, no pun intended. There is this like, just like ultimate warrior like level of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? We Tybo, Capo, Tybo, Taekwondo, whatever, whatever the hell, bow. hell bow you He's gonna have. beat the hell out of all nine of his lives. Oh yeah. Oh, but God, I call it the like because Bam Bam comes in. And just kind of does like some shtick with him. And I, I call this the awesome waffle. Because <laughs> Bam Bam's like, no, man, no, not at all. Oh, whammy. Like, how many times have we seen Bam Bam get buried on this podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he just. <laughs> and then he talks to him as he's down on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you who I'm talking to. I'm yeah. talking to you. <laughs> Biggest, meanest kid in the trailer park, Mike Awesome. I love Mike Awesome. So we head to the ring now for this uh, out of place match, mm-hmm. so to speak. I. I I like the look on your face. <laughs> like, this asshole was on Fox News. Yeah. I love how they call it. So it instantly makes him heal to me. Instant heal. <laughs> Jimmy Hart versus Man Cow. What's his name? Man Cow. Man no, has hyphen a, cow. I, I, no, he has a... I forget. Of the Mars Man Cow? Yeah. <laughs> now, who is this fellow? He the is... The Chicago Riggs is. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> man Cow, just a, 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 a shock jock out of Chicago. I mean... A yeah. ripoff. A poor man's Howard Stern a lot of ways. They get a whole video package for this, and you have to because I wouldn't have known what the build was of this. The video thing. package is actually kind of entertaining. It is yeah, to, to an extent. So they're in the um, they're in the studio. Man Cow says Hogan could do better than having Jimmy Hart. They break out into a fight. All of a sudden, like I guess, like Jimmy Hart gets a cheap shot in on him. Yeah, he ends up with a bad eye. Attacks him with the tapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh no, my car sprout. Which I mean, eventually, I guess they they decide we're going to have a match. We're going to do this. Which it's, it's 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 not that it's not that bad a booking because you're trying to get your hometown people involved in on this and everything. It's uh, you know it is what Probably it is. Had him fight Mark Madden. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Have the Pittsburgh I'll, shock job. I'll cheer for Man Cow. Yeah, 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 and that, that makes sense too. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, because he keeps really Madden tries to bury him. Like, who is this guy? He's on the radio. So we we but, get kind of a get an, Jimmy Hart comes out and who does he come out with? Who is that guy? Hale, Hale, Hale. 
Hail his, yeah. I like his his trunks. Yeah, they say was they say hails bales. Yeah. I hails bells. Hey. God damn it. I was thinking he was just a very aggressive farmer. Hails bales. Just just an over jacked up fucking muscle yeah. idiot. Like I mean like I mean he makes Ryback look like fucking Daniel Bryan. <laughs> oh, right back. I, I, I do need you to do me a favor, Charlie. Hmm. I, I need you to say Jimmy Hart, you piece of shit. Because Mancow, well, Mancow and you sound very similar. <laughs> it is your voice. I was sitting there going, like, How I was there. I was sir. taking a note. I was taking this, and he's like, Jimmy Hart, you piece of shit. I was like, Did. Charlie, find out where I live and drive out of the feed. <laughs> I, I turned it the wrong angle, the wrong degree. I missed it. I need it. to hear it again. Uh, it's, it's just Jimmy Hart, you piece of shit. Jimmy Hart, you piece yeah. of shit. Basically, it's, <laughs> I mean, go back. It's funny as shit. Man, it's hilarious. He comes out with his own version of the hoe train, basically. Yeah. One trips immediately, and it's hilarious because she tries to cover for it. Yeah. Her name is not Lillian Garcia, by the way. Oh. oh. I'm sorry. She just trips all the time. She's really messing up lately. <sighs> That's why they stopped calling Triple H trips and gave it to her. She's got like a still Alice gimmick going on. <laughs> <laughs> so who is Man Cow? Is uh, accompanied by Al Roker Jr., Turd, the bartender, and Freak. Brian, the that really boy. was his name. Yes, Turd. Yeah, Turd, Turd Ferguson gets on the. Oh, yep, that's only if he was that cool. As <laughs> Jason mentioned, he gets on the mic and calls Jimmy Hart a piece of shit. Jimmy, que- or I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I like how he says. My eye was injured. Yes. <laughs> like it's an individual person. <laughs> like it's not like, I injured my eye. My eye was injured. Like, like, like it's not a part of his actual I, and, body. And, and Scott Hudson immediately, immediately is like, well, where's the eye patch? Yeah. Yeah. Scott Hudson yeah. buries the angle immediately. Oh, oh no, no, Mark Madden's the best. Because I, I, don't, I don't know if this was a pun, mm-hmm. but Mark Madden says, this is utter nonsense. Yeah. Like, and then Shivani, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> he attacks, uh, he pro harbors Jimmy Hart from behind. <laughs> yeah. What a great verb for us. Oh, really? Because they actually say it. Yes, they do. I didn't do. know it, it had actually been said in a wrestling broadcast before. But yeah, that's a, it's a great call. Because you know exactly what it means. Um, this, uh, you know, th- there's not much of this. It's a classic non-wrestlers just going around slapping but, each other around on the ground. I'll, I'll say it, man. Like, I wrote, so, Chicago used to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Mancow, he has the pop of the night. Yes, he does. Here, and, I would and, argue and, and this very, very true. One of those pet peeves that I've talked about that I hate, man, it's because he's from where I'm from. I, I <laughs> never understood this, like, cheering for somebody based on a geographical location of accident. <clears throat> yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, and, if I was in Antarctica and The Thing came out, I'd be like, hell yeah! <laughs> I think you have no choice <laughs> if The Thing came out. <laughs> Who? Yeah. <laughs> what would he look like? <laughs> it's Wilford Brimley doing the laundry. Oh my All right, god! Eggs test. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, uh, to to be a little more devil's advocate for you, and hit like yeah, generally when these people are where I'm from, but he was a DJ. So I mean, maybe there were fans. You know, he's probably either a morning drive time or an afternoon the drive thing, time guy. The thing that gets me is when you ask, like, the average person, like, you know, about their hometown. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. A lot of them don't have nice things to say. They're like, oh, it's a shithole where I live, man. Mm-hmm. But, but, hey, but if somebody's <laughs> from there, oh, man, he's been through hard times. Yeah. Just like me. Like, have you ever taken a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about biographical songs later. <laughs> I think I know the whole story now. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, 
This does have the highest. Goddamn. This does have the highest production value of a bum fight I've ever seen. Oh, oh god. Oh man, there's so, like a botched power slam spot yeah. or something oh, yeah. that just looks just. Yeah, there's this crazy spot where Jimmy goes for a top rope splash. Mancow pulls the ref, and a heel move pulls yeah. the ref in the way so that he eats this this splash from Jimmy Hart, <laughs> which leads into Hale picks up Mancow and uh, presses him to the outside into the, the hail storm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't hide from you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's on the hail way to. <laughs> Hailway to hail. Uh, hailway. Wait, well, hail, we do highway to hail. Highway to hail. Highway to hail. <laughs> highway to hell. That's intersection. <laughs> no. The highway to hail is intersecting in Chicago. What a cool thing to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, ah, SummerSlam 98. Can we talk about Jimmy Hart's laugh? That little, like, five-second promo, he's like, all right, man. He's like, he calls him a Howerster and wannabe uh-huh. and then cackles. Like, like, just cackles. I was like, wait, who's... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know the Jimmy Hart. Laugh. In the yeah. in, in the midst of this uh, this chaos of all of two two minutes and forty eight seconds, that's how long this match lasts. We mm-hmm. talked about it longer than the match actually, oh, but still, the- Jimmy gets uh, gets a chair and um, or I'm sorry, Mancow gets a chair, waffles Jimmy Hart, gets the win at two minutes forty eight seconds. Finally, we can move on from. Well, did WWE <laughs> well, yeah. Network get the rights to whatever song Mancow is coming out to? Well, that's like his song. That, that's got to be. It doesn't sound like a WCW song or a WWE song. It sounds like something of Mancow. It just sounds like an original. I'd have thing to go back and hear it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it sounds too well produced and like it fits the images too well. Before you move on, we get the interference. Oh sure, you got to talk well, about yeah, that of course. Really I mean, because in post match here. Mm-hmm. Billy Kidman and his awesome theme music come out. <laughs> but Tony Schiavone doesn't know who. Who's this? Whose music? Who's this? Well, who, it takes uh, like ten seconds to kick in. That is true. He, he has a Christian. He, he's the Christian of. Uh, oh, 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 is that Edge? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's Christian. Oh, <laughs> like I love the, the thing I love about Christian's theme is that. His face got on the Titantron long before the song would kick in. Oh, so God. that's what would tell me. He just. <laughs> like, oh, it's Christian. It's Edge and not Edge. Kim like, and, and Christian's songs are so nondescript. Like, he had a song once that was just Christian. Like, oh, it tells you right off the bat. That was the best one, though. The one where he broke off, it was all like rock opera. The Christian, Christian, and now you're on your own. Beautiful. Yeah, it was very pretty. Kidman comes out to interrupt the celebration, but he levels Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. That's what's just so funny is that he just destroys Jimmy Hart instead. Levels him. <laughs> with all the. I've never even said that before. He levels Jimmy Hart and take him down a peg. I like. <laughs> you think you're a lot, man? You think you're second match of the night, man? Let me tell you something, pal. <laughs> he just destroys him and sends a message to to Hulk Hogan, of course. Who, mm-hmm. uh, in case he you know stops by a monitor and sees this later <laughs> when he <What>? arrives. <laughs> That's what that son of a bitch. Do <laughs> Jack Brothers, son of a bitch. Go! <laughs> Out, okay, in the back, Russo lays, he is laying into verbally the Pisons, the Mamluks, whatever you want to call them. He's laying into them and the Harris Brothers saying that they've blown their shot. Well, then he tells them they've got like four or five more shots. Yeah. He goes, yeah. You blow like, a, like at least ten more of these. Yeah, if you fuck up 13 <laughs> or 14 more times, I'm going to consider firing you. Out next is the wall. Don't know who he's fighting yet, but here comes the wall and Didn't with realize, music that doesn't fit him. Did you just realize he's dead? Like he died what? like only a couple years after this. Wow. What did he die of? 
Uh, I mean, take yeah, his pick, I, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I pills, if, it's I, an yeah, it's it, it's another one of those just I, I think circumstances. Yeah. Stories. yeah, what I is mean, the shit that yells over his music? Oh my god! That's, oh my god. Th- okay, that's what oh I wrote god. down. What are you sorry? Yeah, it's Jason's buddy Phil Hellmuth. Like you know, I mean, and who who we hear, it sounds like we're hearing over the music. Mm-hmm. It really, I didn't know if it was somebody that was close to the microphone. In the crowd, or what? I was confused because it was, was too consistent to just be some yeah. asshole. Yeah. So we get Giovanni's. Uh, it's t- tonight. It's us, it's them against us, or us against them. Hey, it's us against them, man. But who are we? <laughs> there is no tomorrow. Mark Madden and Scott Hudson. <laughs> no, I'm still uh, there is Monday Nitro. Oh we've we've got another show. I mean, we can't do that stuff no more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not even us anymore. Man, that's not us. What are you talking about? I, man, what a, that'd be such a good conversation between Mark Madden and fucking Tony To Shibata. recreate that scene from Rocky Four. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Out next, though, this is, of course, the, the wall is taking on Scott Steiner, uh, our Lord mm. and Savior. Let's give him a moment. Oh, my Here God. Uh, well, I come from a highly educated university, so when I come out and speak to these white trash, I gotta dumb myself down. I gotta dumb myself down. Dumb myself down. No, you fucking suck! You fucking suck! Right. Oh, sit down, white trash! Bitch! I came here to kick somebody's ass! So all you white trash right now, sit down, get on your knees, and pay homage to the next... World champion, bitch! I'm the greatest son of a bitch ever lived. Shut up! See, I, I control the landscape, bitch. Well, see, I come from a highly educated university. That's why I got a college school. That's why I was an All-American in Michigan. But at fought at Mayhem, I'm gonna give you, bitch, at Mayhem. You're... You know, they say all men are created equal. He, he comes out to Steiner line? Yeah. What? I thought it was what an I, awesome what, thing. First of all, it's a great thing. I think it's from the same woman that used to sing Sting song. Yeah. It's a man called Sting. Right, come on, Gladys. Get in but, here. Uh, the thing <laughs> I love about this song, I'm so glad Steiner comes out on this show so many times because everything after... Here comes the story of two brothers, Rick and Scott. I don't understand a fucking thing she says <laughs> up until she says, Dude, Scott Line! Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, is it, are, are you telling us to call hotline? Uh, clothesline? <laughs> no, no, th- this is a good question. Party uh, line? I, I won't bother looking it up, but uh, if WCW Worldwide, the Twitter account, could tell us what the lyrics are to this song and whether or not they're even true. <laughs> like, as to, like, their real story. I would love to know that, because... Scott Steiner coming out to this song without Rick is very strange. Yeah. Uh, th- was this the way if it was? It was because this is the Samsung. Michigan. <laughs> it was a, I think it is the song that they used on Nitro that we watched since that wasn't edited by the network. Oh, yeah. That was the... Because I was wondering, too. I was like, this doesn't fit this no. guy. And I mean, because nope, WCW, I always remember him coming out to that siren. Yeah. You know, that's Cesaro. <laughs> Perry Saturn. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Um, Steiner is so over. Oh my god, how did you not? And what's funny is like he's supposed to be mega heel versus another like monster heel on the wall. This match, three minutes fifty-three seconds. There's not much to this, but one thing I love right off the bat, we've seen the wall just be murdering guys. Mm -hmm. Steiner just destroys him right off the bat. (coughs) But then like he lets the wall get in some stuff. They they 
I love um, one of my favorite Steiner spots is the um, his belly to belly oh, where he switches dude, I love that. It's a, great it's, spot. it's a thing of beauty, and yeah. we get to see it more than once. Uh, yeah, you know, but uh, and it's really interesting too because. You know, he, he went to WWE yeah. a few years later, and he could not do those moves. It seemed like in a matter of two years, his work rate just it, dropped. It fell. Yeah. I would think a match between him and Triple H would be really good. Uh, and so we got two that were off. Off. Yeah. Really and we got good. an arm wrestling spot. <laughs> oh, oh man. But, like, Scott Steiner, like, we, everyone always talks about Luger's physique, stuff like that. I much prefer Scott Steiner. Absolutely. I, 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 re I really do. I mean, it's a different, it's a completely different kind of physique. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and the arms are just freakishly huge. Like they don't they don't look real at all. No. But God, I mean, he just has the best look. And he's so uh, he is a genius in this match. What a what an ingenious way to get out of a choke slam. I just They're, move and yeah. hand someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's either he's so smart or the wall is that dumb. Oh, I wrote that. Yeah. I wrote Two notes for this match. Steiner comes out the Steiner line, and I wrote, Wall is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> because so, Wall can't tell the difference between a referee's neck and Scott Steiner's neck. First, a neck you can't get well, your hand this, around. This yeah. is, uh, Shawn Michaels clearly didn't understand it in the... Uh, or, remember, or The Undertaker didn't understand in... Remember in uh, WrestleMania 28... Inside of oh, the, inside the hell in a cell, yeah, yeah, he puts Michaels in the Hell's Gate. Like, come here, oh. <laughs> yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to fuck his face anyway. Change <laughs> <laughs> it. Is that fucking cunt, Sean? Oh, there it is, Sean. Being either you're gonna, he's gonna drop that title. Or I'm gonna drop him. <laughs> I'm gonna go in the back. I'm gonna take my gloves off. I'm gonna sit in front of that monitor. I'm gonna watch Austin beat him. Sean, let me tell you something. You look over there. You see that? Yep. That's that, right there. That's my yard, right? <laughs> that's my yard. All right, so Steiner, all right, so set this table on the outside. Wall's about to drop Steiner with a choke slam through the table. He rakes him in the eyes, mm -hmm. pulls Billy Silverman over. He's like, no, you take it instead. And puts weights into Billy Silverman's legs to make him hard for the wall to pick up. We kept talking about what? how, all right, we always joke, like, another guy the wall can't pick up on his own for this choke slam. Sure. It looks like he struggles a little bit to get oh, the referee oh. up, too. Where I was getting, like, he's not really, he's like, like, he's just a big guy who's not strong. There's a gimmick. I, maybe he, uh, maybe in his mind, he was like, I literally have to grab them by the throat, and by my power alone, I'm going to lift them. But I, that's very inspirational. By my power alone. Well, I mean, it's like, you realize in wrestling, the other guy helps get your move over. Uh, Dumbass. Yeah, in, in fact, with the wall, it's about 90% of the other guy. <laughs> his little big show thing, he would, he would, his signal for the chokeslam, whatever. Three minutes, 53 seconds. Scott Steiner is able to win. This is a DQ, as yes, we talked about. The third match in. We get another ref that comes in to give us a... Um, oh, I'm sorry, Slick Johnson. I apologize. He's <laughs> yes. the one who eats the table. Yep. Good. It's Billy Silverman who comes in to ring the bell and declare Scott Steiner the win via DQ since this is clearly over the line. This is a referee assault we're talking about here. Uh, Jimmy Hart, or Man Cow just pulled a ref in the way and nothing happened. That's what I'm saying. There's the inconsistency. The rules don't apply to Man Cow. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's <laughs> above the law. He's got Al Weber Jr. with him. Yeah, he's he got, don't he's mess got that the up. little known hometown closet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get special treatment. So Steiner's moving on now to the semifinals of the WCW United States title tournament. In the back, Mean Gene is talking with the cat, Ernest is, Miller. I love this. Ernest Miller. Line. This is really funny. Ernest Miller's on a completely different. He has Planet completely show different <laughs> format. His notes are definitely not the ones for this show because he says he taught. Where, where is James Brown? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he's think, on another show. Do you think he's make? He's like pissed off. He's like, okay, I had this moment. It was like, all right, people, I, I got kind of vindicated. I'm on this one paper. Then I don't exist anymore on TV. And then now all of a sudden I'm back. Where's James Brown? Then he calls WCW, the biggest redneck company in the world. 
goes to get another big redneck to do his dirty work. Talking about Mike Awesome. I was like, that is fucking great. And on cue, Bam Bam Bigelow levels him. It's a Pearl Harbor. Yep, another Pearl Harbor. I mean, this is, is this is a pay-per-view that will live in infamy. God damn it. <laughs> Send it <to> Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. is going to die in a gunship. Come here, Cookie. Remember that from Men of Honor? Like, oh, they just love just, it's just like, why oh, not just awful. keep calling him Cookie in there, you racist piece of shit. All right, um... <laughs> God damn! Oh, um, so we're, this is supposed to be another one of these quarterfinals matches here in the U.S. title tournament. Mike Awesome versus the Cat. Except Mike Awesome comes out. He's we get making a much better match. Yep, we get instead of Mike Awesome versus the Cat. Bam, bam! Why not? Mm. This is this is really cool. Good ECW chant. There's an ECW chant, mm. but I'm wondering if even half the people in the crowd realize that Bam Bam Bigelow is ECW too. Very yep. true. It, yeah. Great television champion. You know, mm-hmm. like Bam Bam had some, I think he had standout moments out in ECW. So you got two ECW guys going. This ahead. match goes four minutes, and I think it's a much better match than. It's than, the best one yet. Four minutes. You get to see Mike Awesome's awesome array of, uh, of maneuvers All that he can do. Yep. You, the jump over the top rope, the top rope is ascension. Yep. You know, like everything he does is smooth and crisp. Bam Bam gets his, he gets yeah. into the diving headbutt. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And lands it. Very, very nice. I like where Mike Austin tells oh. that dude to get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You might want to get out of the way, Mike. You might want to get out of the way. Get move. I said move. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's another Mike Austin spot. Because Bam Bam goes over and then Austin clears the guardrail, mm-hmm. which he used to do that in ECW, too. Yep. Just very impressive. Four minutes, though. Um, but what it's weird what happens in here. Like, the cat comes out. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is the ref has been counting, like, pinfalls for both guys. Like, mm-hmm. ten attempts. So the cat comes out. Fucking super kicks the shit out of Bam Bam. Yeah. Great kick. But then he gets on the mic and says he wants to dance with his red shoes. He puts on his red shoes, and then that Casio keyboard demo music that they use for him starts playing. Yep. Right. And then... And Awesome just lariats the shit out of him. This is very upsetting for me because this is... uh, We thought the Bam Bam Bigelow looked weak against the wall. Mm -hmm. He just got knocked out. against Brian Nobbs, too, man. Yeah. That's to put him over. This yeah. is this this tops both of those combined. Yeah, he gets knocked out by a guy half his size, and mm-hmm. then that guy starts dancing, and then Mike Awesome kills him. I'll tell you, if, yeah. if if Ernest Miller had done that spot at WrestleMania 12, he would have been the WWF champion. Maybe maybe we're supposed to take it that Bam Bam did the just right go one. through a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, was it? I thought it was set. No, yeah, ninety-two. But uh, my like ninety-two it, was WrestleMania eight. Sorry, God, I don't God damn. My brain hurts from all this. Whatever crap. happened to our wrestling show <laughs> that we used to have on Monday night? Our sweet little wrestling romantic. Are we supposed show? to take it though that maybe because he just went through that battle with Mike Awesome, the kick was just what did it? He didn't give him the stroke kick. I mean, that's true. No, not the. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Not that I, one, I, but. Was telling, I was telling Miller you need to watch it. You know, you know, <laughs> I don't have any spots on the show, but you know, watch it. That's, yeah, that's another thing. Just get that out of the way right now. Bret Hart gets teased on Nitro. Yeah, yeah, not, He's not, not even here. at this show. Nope. Not Sorry. even mentioned. No, no, not even mentioned. Today. Um, so, uh, Mike, after Mike Austin, like, Larry, you know, Larry. takes out Ernest Miller. He nails a massive the bit at splash. I love it. It looked so great. Good. Yeah, I don't remember if ECW ever called it what it really was, but WCW. I don't remember who said it, but it is a frog splash. Yeah, and it's very impressive, and it makes 
and we'll get to this later on in more detail, but it makes Sting's top rope splash look like shit. Yeah. Sting's splash was always kind of rough. I'm going to lay my leg first. Yeah. Yeah, I hate and Sting's that's top how it, rope splash. And that's how it used to be even in 90. Like, even like when he was yeah. blonde hair Sting, he would still have that kind of That's my recollection rough, of it, too. Yeah, he could, rough spot. For a great high flyer, his <laughs> top rope splash blew balls. In the back, Vince Russo is getting a headache watching Bischoff pace and continue to worry about Hogan. Bischoff fears now because Kidman ambushed Jimmy Hart. He is just provoking Hulk Hogan. Wow. Mean Gene is with Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell. It's a new day. New day for the new blood as they take on Harlem Heat 2000. (laughs) Or as they call him later, H2K. H2K. Took me a while to put that together. Yeah. It seems like there's an H missing. (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. It seems uh, like there should be another, at least a, like H squared 2K or you know, 2A. 2A, 2K, 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 H2O. We're missing something here. Halloween is what we're missing. The return of my oh. No, no, that's, that's six. Busta! That's six. <laughs> no, 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 it's four. Oh, mm. Halloween, four. Awesome. <laughs> but they don't even know who's new blood and who's not. Because no. Buff in the promo, uh, he says that Harlem Heat is just another roadblock for the new blood. Yeah, it. Again, these guys are just, uh, apparently they're independent of this whole Millionaire's Club, New Blood thing. <laughs> they are it doesn't really own. matter. The plot is apparently none of their business. Even though yeah. Clarence Mason and company were definitely in the cra- in the uh, mm-hmm. array of jobbers in the so ring on Virgil. Monday night. So, <laughs> um, fl- uh, they're already looking ahead. They already, I mean, we already know what we're, if these guys are in the tag tournament with Team Package, we know they're going to have to square off. It's mm-hmm. just inevitable. But um, they look forward to the beating of them. So... Uh, we get Shane and Buff now versus Harlem 2000. We roll right into the tag title or this tag title tournament match here. Uh, the Nation of Degradation comes out. They are new blood, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. we we really don't care. I do love the fact that I do one thing I loved, and we finally get to hear it here uh, on the podcast is Shane Douglas's rip off of Perfect Strangers by yeah. uh, Molly Hatchet. Yeah, Fucking I love that. Awesome. His music. Oh, I'm sorry, Deep Purple. I was well, thinking of like Deep Purple I, album was Perfect Stranger. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, man. I was thinking of, um, hell, I don't even know what I have. But, yeah, still, Perfect, because I remember it was on the Stone Cold Metal album. Oh, Perfect yeah. Strangers by Deep Purple? Yeah. Mm. And, uh, that was their last good album. And what's cool <laughs> is, like, it's one of those pretentious kind of songs where it takes a bit for it to kick in. Mm-hmm. So you got to wait and, you know, before it really gets jammed. No one bothered to edit it a little bit. <laughs> Fucking love that song, though, by Deep Purple. Boot tassels. Yeah, yes. he had boot tassels. He, I am sixty percent into you. I like, miss, I miss boot tassels. tassels. Yeah. <laughs> he, he again with the uncensored qualities. He did refer to Ric Flair still being bullshit. Yep. <laughs> now that. Yep. And spit. Yep. Um. All right. So, you ever I, heard of the Pittsburgh Plunge? <laughs> that was new fucking shit to me, man. I was. We got the Pearl River Plunge. Yeah. Yeah. We got the Perfect Plex, and apparently Shane Douglas's move is now the Perfect Plex. And apparently it's, it's a bridge because they go, oh, he released him. That's mm-hmm. not really a uh, Pittsburgh plunge. I always remembered Shane Douglas's move being, in WCW being called the franchiser. Yes, which, that's which what I thought like too. You put the guy's chin here, he's facing this way, and you could never replicate this correctly with the toys. No. And that, that's <laughs> the only reason I remember it. That move sucked. But now he's Mr. Pittsburgh because you're a Pittsburgh guy. His franchise right. trunks look like the Pittsburgh Penguins logo with yeah. an F. Yeah. Totally okay. Right. Well, plus um, he's ECW and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, this this match it's I, it's, it's ass balls awful. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, two minutes forty one seconds here. Uh, release Fisherman Buster on Stevie Ray is what gives. That's you know that's what it is. Yeah, gives Douglas and Buff the win. 
Harlem, it, but there's some uh, chippiness, and there's already, they're already breaking up. They're already planting seeds for the breakup. These guys didn't even make it three months, and they're already just, is it three months? I don't even know. We're close. Whatever. They're already starting it's to get chippy with each other. <laughs> um, I don't even, I don't even wrote down what the little bit was, but I, I thought Douglas looked okay in his debut for us. He looked all right. I'm not, I wasn't too crazy about anything else. But we just needed to get this out of the way so that they can take on Team Package later. So they're moving on in the tag title tournament. I wrote five matches in 45 minutes. That's impressive. Incredible. How, how do you do that? Well, uh, okay. I, mean, the, I mean, we're seeing it. It's really impressive how they're doing this. Yeah. Now, granted, they're, they're, they're all terrible so far, except for Mike Lawson Bam Bam. That, that had a few redeeming moments. I, under, I, I do understand it to a degree that you, know, you had to... Yeah, there's no way you're going to get through all this stuff with having matches longer than ten minutes. It wouldn't sure. have happened. Like, but the thing that's really, really interesting is that uh, they could have filled another twenty minutes. <laughs> that's and what's they weird. Still pulled this uh, off. Yeah. So I, with it's promos, with backstage segments, with video packages, and and in that defense, I think like if maybe if you attacked on a few extra minutes to the matches we're going to get later on that are like in the finals, like the U.S. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly. Something, something like that. Yeah, the important shit. We get, a, we get a decent match here. I know mm-hmm. uh, ratings-wise with Meltzer, it didn't get high. I think it got three-quarter of a star. What are you talking about? This next match? Yeah. The Booker Sting? It did. It didn't get a high rating. Even though I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I really like this match. I, I say that because, like, you know, it's hard to... You're grasping at straws here when it comes to what's... Oh, I know. I changed the way I rate these matches now. I gave it a two. I mean, so that must mean there was something good in there. Booker, it's... Uh, is it back to Booker T? I, no, I it's even, Booker. It's still no, Booker. no, no. It's great. It's awesome. Because I wrote Booker T and then I scratched it out. Because I was like, oh, he's still Booker. So they're calling him Booker at the commentating table. They call him Booker backstage. Guess who doesn't call him Booker? Spencer? Penzer. Yeah. <laughs> Booker T! <See>. Fuck! Get <laughs> <Do> over! <laughs> Booker T! And he gets his own music. <laughs> the debut of his own music that's not the uh, Leave it to Beaver bullshit. Yeah, I prefer it, the Leave it to yeah. Beaver bullshit. What is this thing? He's just like, what's up, Blaine? Yeah. What's up? Like, he, can't, he can't move to it. Booker mm-hmm. T's he's a movie guy. Can you spin that sucker? Oh. All right, so Metallico for Sting. We get Booker out to awesome. his crap. Yeah. Oh. Um, six minutes, 34 seconds on this one. Not a lot going on, uh, except we do get to see Booker get in some pretty good offense. Sting gets in his you know usual array of offense, nothing. His, his late 90s offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Book, Booker eats that one spot. Um, oh, the camera guy on the outside. The camera awesome. guy. He gives that guy a lap dance. It's so... Such a botch, that it, yet it makes the replay during uh, you know the replay segment right after. I'm like, yeah. you don't replay a botch. I don't care what it looked like. It just it looked which shit is what it looked like. But yeah, it's and I, okay, all right. I wrote decent finally, mm-hmm. you know, because it's decent. It's a clean win. It, it is a clean win. Um, and I love that Booker goes to get Sting. They get in the ring, and then they kind of do a fist bump. And the crowd boos sportsmanship. Yep. They boo. That's Chicago. Yeah, I love it. What was really cool, and I thought in this match, was that Sting got Booker over in terms of, like, this guy This guy can work in... We saw we saw years ago, of course, him working with Benoit, like in the TV title oh, kind yeah. of picture oh, yeah. and things of that nature. He's <laughs> showing that even in a loss, Booker could really be credible in this higher role. Booker's realm. axe kick looked yeah. just devastating. Yeah. Looked good. Yeah, really like, good. like in a good way. And this is the first uh, This is the first really good match that he's had on our podcast. Yeah, I, I would argue. Booker? Yeah. What about the tag match? Oh, that, that tag. 
That tag match we liked, I think... Um, I like it, except for the finale. Except, except, yeah. the finale. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I think the rest of the match is pretty exciting. I guess in terms of a singles match? Okay. Yeah, that's okay, what I like. Because that. That, yeah. that was Booker and Billy Kidman. Like, this is Booker. Like, being Booker. Yeah. Okay. Now, hey, let's go with it. Uh, in the back now... Uh, or sorry, now Sting is moving on. He will be rest. Or we haven't. That's, we don't know. Can we talk about that? Okay. Can you keep up with this tournament? I'm with trying like, to. Like who? Like so we know that Mike, Mike Awesome and Scott Steiner are locked into a match later. Right. Sting is going to be wrestling the winner of Vampiro and Billy Kidman. Right. Yes. Okay. So that's what we're going to be getting later on in the back. Speaking of which, Mean Gene is with Kidman, Tori, and Bischoff. Will Hogan show up? Bischoff is confident that he won't step into the lion's den. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Kidman says he will send him back to the emergency room in a wheelchair. Yeah. Okay. Kidman versus Vampiro 2 on the podcast. Excited. I was oh, really yeah. excited for this, this because this was a prophecy, too. Because remember during their match, Mark, someone Mark said Madden. in a few years, Mark this will be a feud for the U.S. championship. Just happened to get in a couple months versus a couple years. You're right. So I was, I, was, I was excited for this because their last match, I felt like they, it looked like they were overly working and like they, it looked a little bit sloppy. So that's why I was like, maybe they could clean some stuff up. And have well, a yeah, match. like you, you hope that, like this is the purpose of house shows. You hope maybe they've worked out some kinks in house show matches. Absolutely. Those are basically dress rehearsals yeah. uh, for these kinds of shows. So yeah. This one goes 8 minutes, 28 seconds. It's not a bad match. No, right? no, 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 no. It's I, not a bad match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that toss power bomb. Oh, 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 I wrote it too with an exclamation mark. Oh, I forgot that he did that move. Uh, there is a, an unfortunate part where uh, I wrote uh, Vampiro, he gets shinned on the outside. Uh, Kidman's yeah. kind of like walking him and he, he either yep, he trips over the steps or he accidentally... Like hits his, his his shin on the steps, but it doesn't. It looks bad for a yeah. second. Well, they do weigh a million pounds, <laughs> right? Which Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So let's get to that. Mm-hmm. So let's get to that. Good, so good. Th- this is the. Oh, only, that's right. This is <laughs> this is the only thing that keeps this match from being great. I think if they would have left the Hogan this spot, out, yeah, I think this would have helped. Like, granted, it's it's kind of necessary in terms of storyline, but this really could have ele- elevated this match without half. We didn't need this. Although it gave me one of my favorite. Moments of the, of this era, which I didn't see until I think you showed it to me on something. Hogan's spot with Kidman on that. Oh table. my yeah. god! My so, god! It looks like he's trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Hogan lays into him, get him on the outside. He, it's a double arm choke slam into a table that does not. It does yeah, not break. The table says, "Fuck you, Kidman." Now <laughs> you know that that had to hurt like a bitch because yeah. it was immediately followed by Hogan just body slamming him on the table and Good then Lord in the crowd. Oh. Oh, they're eating it up. They yeah. want blood. Well, murderous. Yeah. Now we're hardcore Hogan yeah. is in. Is hardcore Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> I like it. I love um, Yeah, I was more into like this is more interesting. But, I've been in him but, a while. But then, oh, the, he is so interesting right but, now. But then Hogan is a dumbass who doesn't understand what sound is, and he's like he, he tries to use the commentator's mic yeah, to, to cut a promo, and then realizes, oh wait, oh, that's is that what that was. Yeah. yeah. What we forget, Hogan pulls up in like a a charger. Yeah, they just right. bust ass through a charger. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, he's walks, still talking. Still, yeah, yeah, so talking. Talk. talking all week. What's yeah. funny is he walks through. They, they, keep walking they kicked through him like, out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. Blah, blah, blah. He, was he walks through the little production spot, and every time he goes through it, the, cam- the mic on the camera picks up someone's earfeed. You get that nasty-ass feedback that must have hurt somebody. On the way in, and then on the way out. I was like, that poor bastard. Yeah. There's a really weird moment where, where uh, the commentators say, he didn't come in to help Vampiro, yet he throws Kidman in and the ring then, and then tells the ref to make the count. Yep. And, it's just, and it's almost immediate. And it's heel versus heel again. Yep. Like, both of these, these aren't like the kind of undefined but, roles. 
Why does Hulk Hogan, while he's talking, put down Dennis Rodman? I he don't know. What, right. Yeah, what was that about? Because I guess it's there in Chicago. But yeah, again, here the it Bulls. is. I mean, right. Hogan and Rodman. That yeah. was the biggest WCW pay per view. But I think by I, this time, Rodman was out in Chicago. Was out of Chicago. He had already wrestled at this point too. Was the Worm? Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I think oh, he, yeah. he turned on Hogan as the Worm. Maybe that's why. I don't remember I don't that. Remember I, I just I thought that was very strange because like Dennis Rodman, that was the one of the I might be the only time WCW used a celebrity and it. Fucking worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I, that thing. Oh, I, I mean, next to Kevin was, Green, who was amazing. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I say. Hey, I'm gonna go. Hogan, suck my dick or what? Don't you touch my car? I'll kick I, your I, ass I, too. I'd, I'd rather too, blow my brains out than let Kevin Green put me in a German suitcase. <laughs> who the fuck is Carl Malone? Idiot. Is big, big black redneck. That's that, all he was. The hell's he wearing? And then big blue. Idiot. <laughs> stupid. Hey, a body slam. Not bad, Junior. <laughs> Oh, you did a body slam. Good for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Can, can you do a single leg takedown? That man don't know a, a, a wrist live from a wrist watch. Goddamn. Uh, Texas death match. <laughs> get I the hell still, out of here. still think Carl Malone's jank, slank-eyed, stiff clothesline that he would do. Go mm-hmm. back and watch it. They're oh, horrible. The, 90, the world's first 45-degree clothesline. Yeah. He, he does a diamond cutter like YouTube video idiots do. <laughs> Jay Leno's band leader uh, did a better diamond cutter. Oh, yes. Kevin Eubanks did a much better diamond cutter. Yeah. yeah. You ever love that? Jim, one of my favorite Jim Ross quotes. Wrestling died when Jay Leno put Hulk Hogan in a wrist lock. Yep. A 45-minute yeah. wrist lock. Yeah. Oh, Exposing God. the business. Well, mm. Got it, Jerry. Nah, I don't... Yeah, we're going off on All right, shit. so... um. Uh, all right. In the this back, is, this is son of a bitch mania. It's, um, <laughs> it, it is. I, oh, oh my god, the, the stuff in the back. Bischoff, <laughs> it's so good. Bischoff is scared. Is scared to death now. Russo's trying to. He, Russo is just Mister Cool, mm-hmm. calm and collected. Uh, tells him to wait right here. He has a plan. He's the dude. <laughs> Talky Hogan cuts a promos. He searches for Bischoff. He. He finds him soon enough. That's when the cops descend on the room with weapons drawn. What a Jesus. <laughs> and I did not even know they where did it was the, They did the Tank Abbott cutaway because suddenly they, there's the cops with the guns on Hogan. It cuts to the crowd kind of, and it's not even on the Turner. It reminded turn. me of the Brian Pillman home invasion. Yeah, it did. So raw. Like, oh, okay. and the camera cuts. Yeah, Only like, no one got hit with a red wagon. This is, so I love how they do this. So this is a this is actually like Robert Altman esque like in terms of. In terms of I'm, I, I'm, I'm the player. I'm, <laughs> you like shortcuts? Shortcuts. Swag. That's that score says he swagger. I was trying to fool you, man. Ever seen damn? Well, not that shitty ABC shit, but that fucking movie in the seventies. <laughs> Prairie Home Companion. Oh my God. That's the way you go out, Swagger. Go out hey, with man, the boots in the rain. He fucking died on that one, man. <laughs> he, he, he left it for all the world to see, man. <laughs> Meryl Streep, God bless. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. It's back to son of a bitch All right, so uh, as Talky Hogan is being removed. Talk from- Hogan. <laughs> oh! Terry <laughs> Talk Hogan. Terry Talk Hogan. And this is. What the hell is that? This Thunder. is Terry Talk in paradise. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Hogan's not. He he's wearing black and white. Is this one the all white? Because you know you said the CM Punk shirt without the logo. This one is. It's. I want to make it the blood show as much as I can. Hogan. Oh. But With he the, doesn't blade tonight. No. Not yet. 
No, because yeah, he gets drug off. Did you have it scrambled? God uh, damn it, Jason! I scrambled my network that I pay for the cheeky. Uh, <laughs> so as we the transition here, we transition from Talky Hogan getting arrested to Terry Funk and Terry Taylor. They're concerned. <laughs> Over breathing. I love this. No, bit. no, no. Who's breathing? Yeah. Who is breathing? It's Bishop. It's Bishop. What the hell is it? It's he? the mic. They still Dude. have. Is Hogan, it, are we it's a Frank from... Drebin situation? Yeah. Where he's in like, yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. yeah. It's Because that was freaking at first because I'm like, who is breathing over? Oh. I thought the brood were about to show up. <laughs> no matter how silly the idea of having a queen might be to us, we must be gracious and considerate. <laughs> Thank you. When I see when I see five bastards and Toga standing another in the park, I shoot them. That's my policy. I shoot the bastard. That's my <laughs> that was a reading of Shakespeare in the park, you moron. And then the best part, you killed five actors. Goodness. <laughs> it wasn't years later I saw Dirty Harry die. Understood. I didn't understand it either. I understood what that meant. I was laughing watching Dirty Harry that I, whole scene. You, <laughs> okay, so, so wow, we really, we, we've transitioned from Talkie Hogan to Talkie Funk. Is now he is he is destroying the place, looking for Norman Smiley. It was his turn to wreck stuff, looking for for Norman Smiley. Why? Because we're having the hardcore title be decided. This is a gem. This, this oh, is fantastic. This, my I, God, I, I had to start so, writing immediately. I was like, oh my right. God, it's a match. So, let's get as we get revved up for this. I have a Terry Funk story that I want to tell. Mm. Why? Because. I love when we get these emails at um, the New Blood or New Blood Rising podcast email. We get we get these great stories, and we got one this week from Dan Rackley. Now Dan Rackley is on Twitter at Dan W Rackley, and this is courtesy of his friend Clint Mayer. Okay, I hope I'm saying that right. So let me transition here to it. So this is in reference to we saw it sold out. An awesome Terry Funk Kevin Nash match, arguably the highlight of this show. Probably my second favorite match of the uh, show. And I mean, it just um, just fun as hell I'm to watch. A lion, so, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Whammy. All right, so it was January 2000. I was. This is this is Clint as being relayed to us by Dan. It was January 2000. I was going to college at the time in Marquette, Michigan, a sleepy college town in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We did have one local celebrity that had gotten out and seen the world. That was Mike Shaw, better known to the wrestling world as the Bastion Booger. Norman, of course, also Norman the Lunatic and uh, various other aliases. After retiring in the mid-90s, Shaw settled back in the Marquette area, doing part-time security at one of the most popular bars in town amongst college folk, working at a copper mine and raising his family. About once a year, someone that wanted to play wrestling promoter would run a spot show in northern Michigan using Shaw as one of their headliners. It was now Marquette's turn to get one of these efforts or efforts right in, right in, uh, right in our own town. For several, several weeks uh, prior, prior to this, flyers and radio spots had advertised that the Renegades Alliance of Wrestling, Raw, I love that, what a great <laughs> name, was coming to Marquette on Sunday night, January 16, 2000. The flyers would strongly emphasize the initials of the promotion, letting us know that Raw is coming to Marquette. Smart. Brilliant. Mm. Where's Man Cow? <laughs> even the most even the densest of rubes knew that popular knew that popular televised sports entertainment program what they they knew it wasn't Monday Night Raw coming to our town, but the lineup still 
listed plenty of names to draw interest amongst local wrestling fans. In addition to Raw reprising the booger persona, that's awesome. <laughs> the booger persona. <laughs> For one night, also coming to our town that evening was Terry Funk, Sabu, Tatanka, Greg Valentine, Brutus Beefcake, Typhoon, Whoa. Sherry Martell, and the for Shockmaster himself? And for some reason, Bruce Hart. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> with, oh, no. With the lineup being advertised, it was a no-brainer to buy tickets in advance for this one. And then on January 3rd, 2000, on the very first Monday Nitro program of the new year, Funk made his return to the promotion as WCW's new commissioner. We were talking about that in one of mm -hmm. our previous shows. Over the next two weeks, he would enter a program with Kevin Nash, set to culminate in a hardcore match. It sold out on Sunday, January 16, 2000, the same night that Raw... Our, our quote, oh, Raw, was bringing all of the aforementioned stars to our town. The overall lineup was enticing, but Funk was a big part of my personal reason for going. With a new role in WCW, my group of um, with a new role in WCW, my group of friends had speculated that Funk would not be coming to Marquette that night. And that makes sense. I mean, right. uh, it's having some Samoa Joe probably with you know things down the road. We. Uh, we were all disappointed at the prospect of not seeing Funk live, but we're happy for him being back on national television again and getting a WCW paycheck. When my friends and I got to the building that evening, we met up with another friend that was interviewing the wrestlers for a piece that was set to run on local television stations, 11 p.m. newscast that night. The first words out of his mouth when he meets us are, Terry Funk is here! What the fuck? The high school gym is packed and buzzing as the show begins. The house lights go down and the ring lights go up promptly at 7 p.m. After welcoming us to the show, the ring announcer opens the show with a presentation of the Raw Rookie of the Year Award to the Irish luchador Billy McNeil. Awesome name. The Irish luchador. He was a star student at Shaw's Wrestling, uh, Shaw's wrestling School. The Boogers. As the presentation commences and McNeil is in the ring awaiting his award, Terry Funk comes storming out of the locker room, heads to the ring, and starts beating the hell out of McNeil. The whole crowd is going nuts. By God, Terry Funk is in the house! The beatdown continued for a couple of minutes before Bruce Hart <laughs> comes to the, the fallen rookie's rescue, and him and Funk begin brawling all over the floor of the gym. After a few more minutes of brawling, Hart and Funk tumble out through the side door of the gymnasium in the climax of the show's wild start. Hart returns to cut a promo, and we don't see Funk again for the rest of the night. The rest of the show ends up being an amusing clusterfuck of an evening. The promoter rented a friggin' boxing ring for the show, complete with hard canvas, which gave no... which with no give and saggy boxing ropes with too much to give. Main event was a non-action-packed Tatanka versus Typhoon match, which featured Typhoon doing, uh, doing Larry Zabisco stalling spots and jawing with the crowd for most of the match. Tatanka couldn't even do his finish on the Typhoon. There's no, there's no way he could lift him for that. No. no. Semi-main was Sabu and Bruce Hart versus Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sabu and Greg Valentine going at it? I'm not selling. I'm not selling either. The match was a complete disaster. It was obvious that Valentine Beefcake had no interest in working with Sabu on any of his spots. Even with the shitty-ass boxing ring, Sabu still attempted a springboard dive. Of course he did. Oh, God, he's got the chair. He tried to do it on Beefcake. The ropes sagged under Sabu's weight immediately and ended up face planting to the floor <laughs> with Beefcake making no attempt to protect him on the way down. After the match, Sabu attempted to leg drop the referee through a table that did not end up budging at all, turning out it was as stiff as the hard ring itself. 
All right, our local hero, Mike Shaw, was triumphant in his return as Bastion Booger against one of his students. <laughs> Bastion Booger was triumphant only what? in the 2000s. <laughs> Getting one of the biggest pops of the night. I don't, I don't quite remember what Sherry Martell did that night, but the Raw Rookie of the Year, Billy McNeil, the Irish luchador, recovered from the beating he took at the hands of Funk to be victorious in his match later in the evening. Now, back in my dorm room after the fun... Uh, through rather this, you know, this train wreck of an evening of live wrestling, I hop online to check out what happened. It sold out. Sure enough, after brawling all over our high school, our local high school gym with Bruce Hart a couple of hours prior, or prior for the Raw, you know, how show we just saw, Funk had made it to Cincinnati to make his scheduled hardcore match against Nash for WCW, and that was when Terry Funk, a wrestler that I was already a huge fan of became someone that I gained huge respect for as a person without even meeting him. Everyone attending Raw uh, that night could have understood if Funk dropped out because he signed his WCW deal. But despite being booked for a WCW pay-per-view that evening, he still went to the local He shop. still came to our sleepy college town to honor his booking. It turns out that upon brawling out of the building with Bruce Hart, he immediately jumped into a limo that took him straight to an airport, took a private plane to Cincinnati for the WCW pay-per-view that, for, that, uh, for that evening. At approximately 7.10 that night, Funk was in the same high school gym in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, making a booking that had been scheduled prior to signing with WCW. At approximately 10 p.m. that evening, he was wrestling Kevin Nash, 400 miles away on a WCW pay-per-view in front of 14,000 people live. That's incredible. I mean, Terry Funk's what, in his early 50s yeah. at that point? Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine doing that in your early 50s? Yep. That's that's really cool. So, <clears throat> really appreciated this email. I really thought that was cool to read because uh, one thing that was uh, Terry got, he got busted open hard way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, he took some nasty shots at that sold out match and he must yeah, have been just jet lagged or some, some shit. Actually, you know, as I'm reading this, uh, let me see. You got to put over his head. Uh, actually, as it turns out, um, stay with us, folks. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm just. Uh, Terry got bust open hard way because instead of buying a new trash can to use, the, <laughs> they just used a regular trash can from backstage that had trash still in it. Terry got put in over his head and got hit with a crutch and a piece of metal that had been thrown away hit him in the face, and the dude was fucking mood to scale. Nice. I got my picture taken with him about five minutes after the match at his insistence. That's another story I think he put in there. That was years later after that. That's neat. That was really Yeah, neat. thank you for yeah, sending man. that in. A, that was really cool. That's a cool it's, story. It's because, yeah, I mean, like, it was already a hell of a match with Nash, but to know that he, to had, know a, that he, had, he had a roll of Bruce Hart, that <laughs> son of a bitch. Poor bastard. <laughs> Terry. Yeah. All right, so now let's get back into it here. We're No, we're, let's talk about Terry's match. Terry's and, match. This thing, as you said, Charlie, is an absolute gem. Why? Because, you know, might as well just start in the back because WCW hardcore matches. They're going to get there anyway. Way. Yeah. Let's anyway. start in the back and go to the ring. Start in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> we go to. Oh, oh, it's funny. <laughs> when, when, when Funk. Because what does is, what is, uh, Terry Taylor say? He goes, oh, he's on, the, he's on the fourth floor in concessions. I guess they don't realize that they're already on the fourth floor. Yeah. So Terry just walks to concessions and there's like a group of people. We have no idea who they are. And he goes, Anyone seen Norman Smiley? And they all, all collectively just point to the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear Scott Hudson? Yeah, it's on the barbecue. <laughs> Scott Hudson yells, "Stay away from the teriyaki salmon." <laughs> you 
That's gotta be true. <laughs> oh god, we go to catering, the kitchen, we get cookie sheets, laptops. Dude, a year two thousand. I, I put that. Yeah, that's oh, a laptop. A year two thousand. Rough, dude. Oh, dude, you my got god. Dead. <laughs> yeah, but Tony Schiavone has a great quote here. That's not any cookie sheet. That's one of those industrial size <laughs> cookie sheets. One of my favorite is one minute Norman is frightened, the next minute he's all over funk. I, I Someone goes, that's hardcore. Mark Madden goes, that's schizophrenia. <laughs> and Shivani goes, yes it is. <laughs> I, it's so weird. When WCW has these matches, the commentary is so good. It's alive. It, yeah. it really, I, I do love that Norman is so bipolar that he just like... Uh, he goes from like screaming on the ground, like you know, writhing. In oh pain. yeah, and then the coward, the coward is where he's like hanging from those pipes for like a good minute, and Funk's just beating him till he falls through the table. Which no one bothers to clean that table. No, it's or, there later. It's there later in the show. Uh, one thing about Terry Funk selling that's a little confusing to me because uh, it doesn't do any fucking good. Why does he bother putting up his hand when a chair gets hit? He, he doesn't block the shot at all. He just... Wide leg. I'm tilting. I'm drunk. I like how he throws, a, he throws a basket full of bread. It's a hardcore match. I'm going to hit you with this bread. It's stale bread, damn it. It hurts more. He gets the, <laughs> it's hard. That's right. He gets sprayed with the hot water. No, there is a, a nasty spot where Norman Smiley hits Terry Funk in the back of the head with the yeah, chair. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it looks bad. And I like, I mean, it. at the same time, like, Funk has smashed him. Did he smash him with the laptop? Was yeah. That yeah. Funk with, I mean, like, I, I understand Norman's got to get some receipts in. <laughs> I get a damn receipt it. in. I potatoed the son bitch. <laughs> but, um, so then we eventually, of course, get the inevitable. Like, I like that they brought the, more continuity in the WCW land. Oh. We get, um... We get Dust- Terry Funk getting attacked by Dustin Rhodes. Oh, yeah, the American Nightmare himself. The American. Yeah, the, I love, love it. Jesus, Could but even so. um, even that attack, even with uh, Dustin Rhodes running, that can't keep Norman from a ladder smash. Mm. No, I'm sorry, it can't keep Funk. Funk's with the ladder smash. I'm Funk sorry, it's the ladder smash. My the God, rope. yeah, he gets a win at eight minutes and two seconds. We finally, I mean, the prestigious hardcore title is once again around the waist of of Terry Funk. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, someone who deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think with the last few, Norman is a good person to beat for him because Norman's had it. So, at, at several times throughout this podcast, he's had the hardcore. Yeah. Like, more than knobs. Yeah. But I and it the the roads run in. I don't mind because it it does tie back into their feud that we saw with the chicken and the, you're fat like your daddy and all this stuff <laughs> and salmonella. Punk. You know, it makes sense with all that stuff, but at the same time. I also, again, like, this ties back in. Norman can't do hardcore matches without somebody else coming to his aid. It's so good. It's so good. I love this. Need a mouse pad? Did you order a spring stampede? Then you can get one. I didn't get it. Uh, All you have to do is mail in your cable. It sounds really complicated. Mail in your cable or satellite bill to a P.O. box that we have in. (laughs) When you read it really quick, you read it as Orlando. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't think anything. I'm going to go back. Well, what the I was f- like, look at these cheap shits. I, was, I could have gotten an outsider's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> whoever, or a bear. Whoever, yeah, whoever <laughs> responded on Twitter, they're absolutely right. Nothing screams 90s. <laughs> like get, ordering a paper and getting a mouse pad. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was, I'm sure. But at least it was a new then. mouse pad. This wasn't like the old WCW. Like the old, 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 old Yeah, the freaking Outsiders t-shirts from oh, the first yeah. NWO run. 
but I, I just love that they, they they're sending out a guy to, to a post office box in Upalaka, <laughs> Florida. It sounds like some place out in Afghanistan. <laughs> Upalaka. Hey, Juventud. In the back, Russo is giving Booker hell about that act of sportsman. He is. Russo was speaking for the Chicago crowd. What the hell were you doing with sportsmanship? What a load of crap. <laughs> Don't preach morality to me. <laughs> Take your ass to church. Um, he oh, says, man, good call. He says Booker needs to stop pissing off Bischoff. He says they've got another matter between them. Let's go. You're going to do me what? a favor. Yeah, he's going to do him a favor. What is the favor? He's going to suck his dick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It got dark quickly. Go in for the kill. Up next, Mike Awesome against Scott Steiner. Oh, I'm Hell happy. yes. Oh, Cannot yeah. wait. Um, I really felt this was Mike Awesome's welcome to WCW match because oh, Steiner sure. puts him through the ringer. Yeah, he does. Steiner, Steiner definitely has the, all right, kid, you want to you wanna try and take a belt from a promotion somewhere else? I think this, you know, people are going to talk about, we're going to get into where Mike Awesome goes oh. in terms of his run. I think he had a lot of bad feelings coming with him. Other people had bad feelings for him because you don't do that. You don't try and take a belt from another promotion. Is that what he actually tried to do? Well, I mean, that's that was the whole legal the whole legal battle. I mean, Paul he had him. Yeah, Why he had, You know, he signs a contract and then goes to leave while you're still the champ. Yeah. He tried to Bret Hart him. Hey, but Q's mail is bullshit. I wouldn't, you know, have, I wouldn't have done it. I totally wouldn't have done it. No, no. I mean... I have a lot of respect. I'm old school. I, you know, I would have taken down the dungeon, you know, and uh, <laughs> left it down there, you know, for you. If Sean wants to beat me in the dungeon, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to do it. Or... All right, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, it would have been awesome if Owen went to WCW and took a Slammy Award with him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dumped him in the track. Woo! <laughs> I am a winner! Woo! Set him on fire. Still leaves Neidhart in WWF. Fuck. <laughs> this this is a quick match. Three minutes, fourteen seconds for this. I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't expect our Lord and Savior to have to work this oh, many. Shouldn't matches. work too hard. No, no, no. no. I don't he doesn't hurt those to. arms. No, no, oh, no, no, no. Dude, uh, Steiner, uh, I have it written somewhere. Oh no, 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 it's it's later on. Never mind. He cuts an awesome promo mm-hmm. later on. But anyway, yeah. So there's a lot of empty seats. I'm you know what? Is this when you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is when I first really start noticing it because I'm starting to see seats that are empty that weren't empty before. And they're on the hard camera, they're off to the side on the lower left where I told you. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, the camera doesn't even get to the upper bowl yeah. of, of this arena. If it is an arena, I don't even know if it is like a real arena. But, um, like, it's it seems like we're, they're losing interest. <laughs> yeah, and um, again, this one, like, with only being 314, we had to get a, a, a call back to what happened on Nitro because Big Lazy himself, Vietnam vet, coming home, Kevin Nash. <laughs> Comes out with his cr- still nursing a banged up leg. Uses the uh, the crutch to go ahead and take out. Yeah. Takes out Mike Awesome. Gets one back for what happened on Nitro. It gives our guy Scott Steiner the Steiner recliner win. Yeah, really uh, awesome. it, you build up oh, Mike Awesome. Bad too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You build up Mike Awesome to be yeah. this fucking beast, yeah. and then his first loss is like his second match, and it's a submission. And I'm I'm sorry. I, I, you know I love Scott Steiner. I've never liked the Steiner recliner. It doesn't make any sense to me why his the guy's arms are stuck behind Steiner's legs, like like. The way you used to do it, like, you would keep that from happening with your elbows. But Steiner just, I mean, he's got his elbows up. So the revenge version was much better than yeah. the actual yes. version. Oh, yeah. The weed nap. That's what I called it for my guy. Because if you play. like a strangle on yeah. awesome, too. If you use the ladder, if you played a ladder match in those old games and you put someone in the submission enough where they tap out, oh, it's passed out forever. Which is, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, like the, the bar of purple. Like the, the very, very faint purple. Danger. 
Danger. You know how many times I have to flick the joystick to get that thing to green? So Steiner is in the finals of this tournament for the U.S. title. He is moving on. In the back, Russo fires Dustin Runnels and reminds him that he created Goldust. Goldust, or I'm sorry, Dustin Runnels says, I'm the one who had to play it. I played it. Nice little bit. No, it's great because it's true. Yep. No, Dustin, I can't imagine anyone else doing that. Russo is still angry about. He's, I love. He's angry about Terry Funk. Uh, there are three factions going on in this tournament, folks. On this night, there's the Millionaires Club, there's a the New Blood, and there's Terry Funk. Terry fucking Funk. <laughs> a man, an island to himself. No man is an island except Terry Funk. And Sting, because I use that phrase to him. That's true. A lot of Simon and Garfunkel going on. Um, I do like. I wrote here sweet foreshadowing with with Booker and Dustin because I was like. You guys are going to be such a good tag team. Oh, I wrote that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's great. It's the first time I've seen them on camera in the same shot. Mm -hmm. So fucking cool for him. Up next now, it is another, it's the other semifinal match. Vampiro and Sting. This is going to be the last time we're going to see these guys go at it, but it's timely because what happened on Nitro, Sting was in the tournament for the world title. Vampiro, who we thought was his buddy from for only three weeks, mm -hmm. comes in, gives him a nail in the coffin. He has turned on Sting like everybody else has. And now... Well, just much faster. Except, yeah, he just got... The, yeah. You know how this ends. Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to this. Sting, mm -hmm. um, his entrance, like, I felt it got more back to Starcade 97, kind of. Uh, I like how his face paint continuously... He's left. I love both, yeah. the, both of them yeah. letting the paint go. Just let it go. Yeah, it's it's a cool look. And uh, Vamp so they get in the ring. Vampiro, he's really overselling. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Like, he oversells kicks? Like, a kick in the gut, for some reason, knocks him three feet back and into the turnbuckle. Yeah. A second later. Yeah. And then, like, the punching. Um, Sting takes Vampiro back to the same spot where mm -hmm. him and Booker T were, and there's another botch. Sting just does, shouldn't be going there. There's anymore. some hoodoo in that corner, buddy. <laughs> I wrote... Uh, Papa Shango's there. I wrote here that, that Vampiro, he gets... He, gets, he looks a little out of control like we've seen in the past. He looks a little out of control like he kind of did with Maybe his first kid. nervous? Well, one, what I wrote here is like, can I blame him? No, I'm sure he's the guy who looked up to Sting as a kid. Probably. Mm -hmm. And that's why he, his character in a lot of ways emulated some of the what Sting became with his crow, his crow character and everything. But Tony, Tony Schiavone goes right back into 97 mode, trying to build back that Sting was this guy that you know has, has always fought for WCW. Mm -hmm. and it was kind of neat because that was the best of Sting was when he was the man alone. The man when he never wrestled a match. Yep. And was the number one contender. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, he wasn't even the U.S. champion. God damn. Hey, but to be honest, they did offer Sting several matches. Like Kurt Henning and Xbox. Mark Madden make, actually makes a comment about the overselling. Mm -hmm. Don't like to oversell. Don't but. like to oversell. Uh, Tony Schiavone, great quote. It's like a train wreck every time you turn around. <laughs> so, um... Sting does that crappy top this rope is, splash. I, this is a weird fit, and I don't, um... I don't know. I was kind of perplexed with the finish of this match. and I, The part I'm telling... I'm getting into the part I'm talking about here. Sting apparently just swats away a missile dropkick. Oh. Yeah, a kind. It, but he right bumpers him. I, I, yeah, he blocked yeah. it. Yeah, and it leads right into just a scorpion death drop. And he's like, you know what? I still got my special. Death. I still lock. got my special. <laughs> it's got ten seconds left on the meter. Locks in a uh, scorpion death lock. 
Gets a win at 559. But he does the Scorpion Deathlock from like WrestleMania 31. Yeah. Where he's just like, eh, just kind of stand more Putin on it. Hold on. You you quit? All right, good. Uh, Yeah, five minutes, 59 seconds here. Just under six minutes. Yeah. Not a good match. I think not I think, bad, but I think we'll see we could see better from these guys. Yeah. And once again it comes down to not being so used to WWE booking in matches with, you know, a three act story. I'm yet to see a story in a match. And it's just like uh, you punch, you punch, I'll break out my move and win. It's just it's it's the Russo booking of matches that like, I, I just can't see. Do you like the overselling of the Sting Vampiro feud? Not just whether they're talking about the moods, but they're like talking about how much they hate each other and how much it's like it's been six fucking days. They I were think, friends for. Three I think weeks. they knew what they wanted down the road. They wanted to re- like again, like and I, I, I agree with you that it seems a bit like hyperbooked. Yeah. Like Jesus, like we really in one week it's it, it's that personal already. But yeah. um, the thing is though, I I think they were conscious of what was going to have like what they could use next pay per view and beyond. So um, it's the I mean it, it reminds me perfectly of. This is how Undertaker Kane like would always start. Like Taker would win the first match, but they'd still continue on. Kane would get heat back, as mm-hmm. we're going to see. Vampiro's going to get some heat back. Yep. By the end of tonight, but let's get to the back. Why? Because it's Kimberly and DDP or DD me as Mark Madden loves Ooh. to keep All reminding night. us. With Gene, with me and Gene, he connects the dots about the world title match with Jarrett. Still some fallout from the Nitro and everything, of course, because Kimberly ate the guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> courtesy Man. of me. But I like how there. she doesn't sell it. You've seen other wrestlers get hit with shit, and then like the next pay per view, they're bandaged up. Meanwhile, she's like, "Look at me." Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. But, Look you know, at my no bandage, no neck brace. Not even sound like, "Oh, I'm hurt." Oh uh, yeah, she's just kind of walking around, flashing her tits. You know? So here's Jason's moment here next. Why? Because in the ring, it's Shannon Moore. He says, "There's only, t- it's only going to be two count tonight." Evan Courageous is not here. But Why is he here? I don't know. Because he's Evan Courageous, and he's really the least important member. But. Right, and he was two, the leader. That's right. Two members of Two Count are still better than everyone else, and yes. they play the song. This is so good, mm-hmm. and I like, and I would have hated this at the at the time, but looking back on it now, mm-hmm. like this is it's like finally we get to see them doing what we want to see them doing. Well, you know, not really want, yeah. but what they're what they're what they claim to be known for, and their dancing is god awful. Right, and that's what's stationary. So, that's what's so good about it. They're just kind of just moving like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, the song loops. They actually yeah. play it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do it twice. But Mark, the part is here, they're talking about two count and Shane, or Shane says everyone goes down for the two count. So then they start panning the crowd to see people dancing or booing or whatever and they linger on this chick who's like going nuts like it's the fucking Beatles and Justin Bieber and Mark Madden goes, she'll go down for the two count. She looks 12. Yeah. She's a kid. Tony Schiavone and, and and Scott Hudson immediately try to tell him to shut up, and he keeps bringing it up. No, doesn't so. surprise me. And then it cuts over. Uh, we were talking about this off air. There is a girl in the crowd with a sign. I don't remember what the sign said. Two, but three guys. She was mouthing the words to the song, like, and she knew it verbatim. Like, and it was like, oh man, like. <laughs> it's Ms. Girl's. It's Ms. Girl's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that yeah, is. It's about the right time. So, so we, I have no idea what this match is. And what's funny is everybody is ready for the run-in, it feels like, because this goes on so long. <laughs> okay, but three count versus I don't even know. Well, I, this is the Cruiserweight scramble, basically, for, mm. the, uh, for the Cruiserweight title that's vacant. Lash, Crowbar, the Prince hit the ring. They break up the fun. Hoovy and Candido pop in as well. So happy Crowbar's not dead. Yeah. You know, he came back too fast. Sorry. No, no. I agree. Uh, did, oh, man, what, what was this spot that Daphne did 
where she accidentally hit the wrong guy. She goes for her. her she goes for her Frank uh, Franken screamer. Right, and she hits crowbar. Yeah. Did oh, she I, really not know what she was doing? And, I, and Charlie, I wrote this. Crowbar does a couple Batista phantom bumps. Oh, yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah. I love Patrick Swayze's ghost is in there. <laughs> same week, same week. No. There's a, when they finally go, oh, Daphne is at ringside. There she goes again where she's just there and then all of a sudden knows the camera's on me. And I figured you two would be all over this because she starts going, and it just cuts it out before she does it. So it's only like a second. It's the most stupid thing. I didn't even have time to get angry then. Right? <laughs> And it's gone. She actually uses her scream as a defense mechanism yeah. against one of the wrestlers. She black canaries the fuck out of who? Which is what uh, you can do as the, um, what's her name, Kate Capshaw from Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if you yeah. play Lego Indiana Jones and you're Kate Capshaw, her main move is screaming. <laughs> and it kills the other Lego character oh. if you hit B. Uh, ah! Daphne would... Daphne is would the Kate be, Capshaw yep, of WCW. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> we, multiple finishers, dies to the outside. Paisley tries to help. The artist... Yeah. Oh, God. Uh. He goes to hit the Fuckbuster DDT, but Sonny, Tammy Stitch... There she is. Breaks it up. Candido, then. That's how... That's the finish. <laughs> so funny. So fucking funny. He just... She just... Yep, pushes. And there he, you go. Yep. God, she's, I, I, she's hardly wearing anything. Yeah. <laughs> You all right? Uh, <laughs> she looks a little bloated, though. She, yeah. She's already starting to look a little I'm worse than wearing. Hey, you got to know. <laughs> you know what? Go look her up on Skype. No, I, like, hey. I, I heard. No, 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 no. It's too late for that. At some point in time, I, I think it's during the cat fight or something, like Mark Madden yells, Snoochie Boochie, which we all know where that's from. But he goes, Snoochie Boochie. And then Shivani just goes, what? <laughs> just, I love it. It's, oh. Oh, so Tammy goes to, like, low-blow Shannon Moore. Yeah. But it's not a low-blow. It looks like she's tickling his balls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really does. And he's just like, oh, ooh. Oh, God, that's effective. Yeah. yeah. It just knocks him down. And then, oh, we got a Slamberia ad here. Well, what, what, one thing to button that up. What's really cool, Christian, Chris yes, Candido gets a build, and he, he gets, you know, you finally bring in a guy and do something with him. You give him the cruiserweight title. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Really cool. Five minutes, 12 seconds, Paisley and Tammy... Have a little cat fight afterwards. Great. Who cares? <laughs> Moving on. Promo for Slamboree presented by Western Union. Yeah. Send that money the fastest way. Western Union. <laughs> we had a bet going on back at the office that you wouldn't be here. Looks like I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This promo, though, that they do, That's even awesome. though you don't have a fucking clue what's going to go on, it makes Slamboree look really important. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, it does. And what's the cover? Like, let's look ahead. What's the cover? Buff Bagwell. Duck facing. Duck facing. Yeah, idiot. Doing a Stevie Ray impression. Which, which chances are, though, the way that this has been, he's probably not on the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That'd be all right. <laughs> In the back, it's Mean Gene with the chosen one, Mayhem Jeff Jarrett himself. After tonight is all said and done, he will be the world champ and threatens to slap nuts. Slap open. this, slap that, slap his slapperoo. <laughs> right. that's, that's what his promo is. Green jacket, to gold jacket, who, who gives, gives a shit? <laughs> Leaves it on someone else. Uh, up next, team package. Ric Flair still in business business cash. Yes. For the pay-per-view. And it's not even sweaty. No. No. Or Rick porn. Fla Flair's I mean, got that perfect hair. Uh, it doesn't make forever. sense to me why he's, he's dressed like this. Because th there's a mention about, oh, it's going to be no holds barred, no DQ. I'm going into my Well, we've seen what clothes. his son looks like in his street fight, idiot. His, <laughs> his pay-per-view, like, last pay-per-view t-shirt. So by this, yeah, I was going to say, is he wearing the... Uh, 
So is he wearing like a sold out T-shirt by this point? Yeah, David Flair's on a tape delay. <laughs> yeah. I love how he does. I don't remember him getting involved in that scramble at all. But his boy was there, and he was there. Yeah, because I see uh, him. But it's just like it's eh. just not worth talking about. <laughs> so, as we said, we got now we're this. This is a bit of a payoff. We did. We got a little Sting and Vampiro. <laughs> now we're gonna see what happens when Ric Flair and Shane Douglas are in a match because, of course, they're wrestling Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas. Of course, before we can get started, Russo's gonna join commentary. Yeah, I, I pretty much wanted to hit fast forward at this point. Oh hell yeah! I can't listen to him talk for too long. But it's not so, bad. So there's no because he hardly says a word. What I like here is the matchup of the. We obviously have the matchup of um, of Ric Flair and Shane Douglas, but seeing Luger and Buff kind of do like a little bit of a pose down, yeah, a pose off in like the beginning that. there. You know, of course, the thing we're waiting for is Flair and oh. Douglas. That's what we sure. want to see. Uh, Lex Luger does an awesome gorilla press slam. Yeah, he does. On Man. Shane Douglas. Yeah. Like, I was really impressed by him. Yeah. I mean, even though it's the guy, like, holding himself up over the guy's shoulder. like. Oh, yeah. Still, it looked very cool. And Because and I think Douglas weighs more than, than Lex he's a, Luger. He's not a small guy. No, no. He's not going to be in the cruiserweight. No. <laughs> uh-uh. He's, no. he's, he's from Pittsburgh. Lots of sticks. But um, Scott Hudson calls Shane Douglas a dynamic dude. Yep. Yes. Oh, Shabani. There we Madden. go. Martin. Martin yeah. Dixon. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, he got it. <laughs> Madden goes off on something, and Tony Shabani calls bullshit. Yep. Yeah. I, see, I wrote the bullshit part. I don't remember what. Madden I don't remember it either. Said. It's something. I mean, he just starts running Flair down or something. And then Shabani oh, apologizes then, to his mom. Yeah, or, no, Russo. No, sorry. Russo goes, "Hey!" Like after all this, and then Shabani goes, "Sorry." Man, Douglas. Moment of the match. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh. Thank you. Fuck you, Flair! Oh, wow! And then Shivani just... That says it all right there. <laughs> Great. Man. So, um... Oh, God. I, I, oh, I, I, oh, I had a laugh here because I put... Oh, here I, we go. I wrote here, Luger's hot tag just isn't what it was ten years ago. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, uh, this is another fucking pet peeve, and this kind of goes in with the guitar thing with, you know, what the handle would hit DDP if you didn't right. duck... How the fuck is Buff Bagwell gonna hit a blockbuster on Shane? On on no on Ric Flair oh. while Shane Douglas is holding Ric Flair. Right. How is he gonna do this? Is Shane gonna like get like spidey senses and dive out of the way? It's gonna push him into no this is sense. you can see the spot coming a mile away when you see shit like this. Yep. It just it's I hate it when they treat so, wrestling fans like idiots. So you're now Russo freaks, mess he gets out of commentary, goes and messes with Nick Patrick, oh. which leads to him getting destroyed. After uh, a long delay. Oh god. Yeah. Russo actually takes his ref shirt, but can't seem to get it on. Doesn't yeah. even put it on like he inside slob anyway. It's not. Yeah. So then we get a run in. Here's an interesting little um, out of nowhere spot: it's Brian Clark and Brian Adams, Canada's own Brian Adams, Crush and Adam Bomb. <laughs> Here we <Awesome>. go. <laughs> Chronic. And they hit the ring. To, they were. Um, they hit their tepid version of a double spinebuster. Jeez, it looked shitty. It yeah. just looked dumb. Uh, which uh, this is all happening as Russo's trying to get the ref shirt on. He he barely gets like a sleeve and counts one, two, three, then immediately takes it off. We have new tag team champions, Mm. and the new blood have a very prestigious title. So, does having the ref shirt on make you the ref? Uh, Jimmy Hart tried that at WrestleMania Mm 9, and it did not work. Right. So, 
you know. And then uh, when we talked about last week, when Billy Kidman gets the pin on Hogan, which apparently counts, Bischoff was in his business-ish yeah. suit. It's optional. Mm, it's yeah. either a ref shirt or the Bloodstone Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. You know? Or Shawn Michaels shorts. Shawn Michaels. Oh, oh, God. 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 Shawn Michaels. Uh, <laughs> Just, I, I, God damn. Eight minutes, 29 seconds. You know, I... They gave him some time, a little bit, so to speak. I mean, granted, this is uh, this isn't like uh, Doom versus the Horseman back in '90 or anything. Oh. But nevertheless, the New Blood get this, and it, I like it because you know it still keeps some heat building towards uh, what we hopefully get: Shane Douglas and Ric Flair, obviously getting in the ring with one another. I have a feeling we. Di- I'm, I think we get disappointed with that, but that's yeah. that's all right. Um, I'm right now, it's disappointed great. in Shane Douglas. <laughs> Says his mom. Oh. Hey. Hey. No. No. Wait a damn minute. Damn it. That son of a bitch. Why? Jason. <laughs> um, Backstage. Yes. Gene is with Scott Steiner himself. Oh hell yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Why don't we have? Why My vein is... That's it. Why have I never heard this before? Like, this all, all the things that we've looped with mm-hmm. Scott Steiner and listened to and the videos that we've watched other people make, this is one of the greatest things he's ever said. Go ahead. My vein is bigger than Sting's arms. Put Go together. together. Get, I'll let you get the rest. The vein is... This vein is larger than Sting's arm put together. Yeah, arm. 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 Singular. His arm put together like, it's, like he's the fucking bionic man. You know. <laughs> That's so good. More bullshit at the commentary table. They, yes. Then literally they say bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Tony recaps that it's New Blood 2, Terry Funk 1, WCW 0. Uh, yeah. Fans negative 4. <laughs> Man cow. Man. Yeah. Man. Still over. Chicago Public Access Radio. One. Also in the back, also in the back, Stinger. Yep. It's showtime. Yeah. That's all I need. That's all I wrote for that. But what's good? Master the 30-second promo. Yeah. Not just because it's good. Yeah. There's a callback to Steiner's promo. WCW blood runs through our veins. That, I mean, I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just like stereotypical shit. Yeah. I was like, that is some good yeah. shit. U.S. title finals. Sting versus Scott Two Steiner. Two guys who should be fighting for the world title. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Um, very Steiner is very talking this match. So here's some. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. All right. So this is here's a stretch for here. Scott Steiner, in his own way, reminds me of Bret Hart in King of the Ring '93 because he re- he wrestles a different he wrestles as himself a different type of match each time here. I know you're oh, selling as wow. you said <laughs> because <laughs> oh that's giving him a lot of credit. Because I, mean, I mean maybe he's Mabel from wait, King wait, of the Ring wait, '95. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. <laughs> Not in terms of how he's wrestling, how he acts in these uh, matches. Sure. Yeah. He goes from. Uh, he's pretty tweener. common. Walking. He goes from tweener and he gradually shifts in the awesome match to more of a heel to now he's full blown heel. Yep. He, he goes full style. Amazing transformation. Well, the, 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 there was one thing I, I thought was interesting. Uh, he doesn't kiss his arm at the entrance ramp until the final match. Yes. So, which I was waiting for that because uh, to take a picture of it with my phone. I was like, okay, <laughs> I wanted a good one with Scott Steiner. But he never did it with the sunglasses on. Mm. You know, which is when we played oh, Revenge, yeah. oh, Will yeah. was always Scott Steiner with the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, and it made me laugh every single time. So, so you're gonna say that he that comparing him to Bret Hart was a little too much credit, but when he calls him his Lord and Savior, <laughs> I don't think that's very funny. Uh, I, I didn't mean to well, insult no. your religion there. Scott Steiner is different here uh-huh. than from when he was in WWE. Yes, Scott Steiner in WWE is awful. But 
but even though he did the same stuff, that stuff doesn't work in WWE. Mm-hmm. It absolutely yeah. works here. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you have no idea what he is going to do. That's what makes right. it so much it's fun. It's so much fun. He's the loose, they should have really ran with the loose cannon. They call him a loose cannon, but they should have ran with that. Because he goes all Steiner on that lady in blue in the front row. Yes, he does. Calls oh, her a he fucking does. cunt. And then, they, and then they cut to her, and she's just... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but... You call, like, if I was there with, if, you know, obviously if a lady like that is front row, that's not a wrestling fan. She's there with someone. I don't care if you're a wrestler or not. You call my date a fucking cunt. I'm at least going to be standing up. There's no one. That lady is on her own. I would be laughing so hard. Hell, on, Selma called my <laughs> Man, I just met Neil Sean back there, man. He's a good guitarist, man. Is that guy from Journey? Hey, Swagger. Swagger. You, you heard of Santana? God dang. That man was at Woodstock. That song with the guy from uh, Matchbox 20 is great. My fucking yard. All right, anyway. All right, so let's get to the spot here. So this spot is crazy. Sting goes for a stinger splash that Steiner blocks courtesy of the referee. Everybody's on to the spot. Just get the referee in the way. Have him eat everybody. You might get DQ'd. It's kind of like give and take. You're riding the lightning there, my friend. Right. All right, so um, Sting then hits two more stinger splashes. Timing may have been a little bit off here because finally he's like, well, I, maybe he needs another. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Out of the ring. Out of the ring in the corner comes Vampiro. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my it, God. It's very, um, Undertaker did this to Diesel. Yes. Uh, before WrestleMania 12. Yep. I, I just thought it was bullshit. Yeah, it's... I, it, just, it doesn't work for Vampiro. Because no, no. they've never they've never played up anything... As a mythical character? Yeah, no. no. It's always just he's... Different. He's just different. He's yeah. just a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly he's in with the not misfits. Like now that. he's on his own. Yeah, he, he just kind of drags. And I hate. I hated this call. They say several times that he drags him to hell. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, no, Undertaker drags you to hell. Kane drags you down. Kane drags you down. Fire goes up. What did yeah. I, what did I put? Awesome. The Vampiro pulls Sting to the Little People's Court. <laughs> did you Oklahoma out on Vampiro? that? Vampiro? Vampiro! I do. Vampiro. That's what I call him all the time. Vampiro. Even in my sleep. Uh, there's a great quote by Madden. I loved this. Uh, I don't care if Billy Silverman lives or dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, yeah. sir. <laughs> so yeah. fucking good. You killed five actors. Good rules. <laughs> oh, Mayor. Lord. <laughs> well, burned in the <laughs> Getting our nuts bit off by a tiger. There you go. That's, that's the way I want to go out. <laughs> All right. Um, Sting finally reemerges. Well, I, I do like, before he drags him down, he's in the corner. Steiner eats a boot to the face. Oh, Steiner awesome. runs into Sting. Sting's like, no. Sting, Sting is still fighting. Yeah, it's a great looking boot. God damn. I like how awesome. it's slow as far as the pull down. It's like slow, so gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great how it's the, the, the timing is really good too because Sting actually looks like he's struggling with vamp- vamp- Vampire. I almost said it. Vampire. The Slayers in the house. I'm the bastard. The Super Mario Brothers. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. Too. Oh, see, that's how I feel when you say vampire. Oh my god! <laughs> at least it's been established on the podcast before. Yeah, someone. Sting re. Uh, well, Vampiro helps Sting reemerge, and he's Sting got... eats a nasty cherry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest. Or <laughs> <laughs> that scrambled corn. <laughs> what was the discussion about getting color that re- that ended with? Well, we'll just get a blood packet in the mouth. And yeah, just like I just imagine Vampiro just put it on his hand, and just smack them. <laughs> I don't. I think it's supposed. To, I, they come back more symbolic than violence. I think it's more like supposed to be paint. 
Because remember, they marked Hulk Hogan with the spray paint. And it's new blood. I don't Maybe. It just looks weird. It looks like he's getting a head start in his TNA Joker incarnation. <laughs> and the fish hook got caught in. I bet you love that. <laughs> Fucking no. <man. laughs> we, we eat the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a few reasons on the way. <laughs> oh, he's all hopped up on his sugar. It's um, it's simple. <laughs> Is this going to be a long story? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know how I got these. <laughs> Is this a long story? <laughs> so, as Sting reemerges, just completely out of it, uh, Steiner locks in his Steiner recliner, gets uh, all kind types of hepatitis on him oh as he does God. it. Yes. Oh, and Sting does this. It's it's only seen in the replay, but he's in the recliner. And it's in the replay. Sting actually, he's like, he, he, he like, ah, ah, fights for a second, passes out, and then right before the bell rings, he actually stops and looks up at the referee. Are you gonna call this shit? Yeah. yeah just like, yeah, the ref calls it. <laughs> you see that when you talk about the hepatitis, you see Scott Steiner get pissed. Fuck! Yeah. Flings that shit. So, but, boom, Scott Steiner. The uh, disgusting. Five minutes and 33 seconds mm. in the finals of a, a pretty prestigious title that right. wins the United States Championship. Thus, now, Giving the new blood another very very reputable title. Mm-hmm. They got the tag titles. They got the U.S. title now. Um, they don't have more Scott Hudson title. hating on everybody, calling Scott Steiner the disgusting genetic freak. Huh. Everything's out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, the, no, there's no Orton was there. You think Randy Orton was there? But everything's out of nowhere on this show. Yeah, it is. I, this is something I really want to discuss. I didn't mind Vamp- the Vampiro ring spot because I cared more about that feud than I cared about whether or not Sting or the finale of Sting and Steiner. There's I, a problem here, though, and we'll see it with the next match, too, where an outside entity mm-hmm. will completely overshadow a title win. Yeah. You know, cause, yeah, Steiner won the title, sure, but it's not as important as Sting versus Vampiro. Right. right. And right. I, I, don't, I don't like that. John fucking Cena. (laughs) 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 Am I over yet? Let's talk about that kid's cancer. That's right. If you don't like me, you're a fan of cancer. Yeah, you're rooting for cancer. Uh, Disgusting. Just an absolutely disgusting promo. (laughs) Anyway. Commentators hype up the uh, world title match. Tony has, again, no clue what's going to happen next. He makes an... You tell me what the hell is going on. Video recap of the night... uh, Video recap of Nitro and where this world tar- this world title tournament kind of the twists and turns it took, and it, it caps off with the waffling of Kimberly, courtesy of the of the guitar shop. The, the chosen one. So many weird signs I've noticed in the crowd promoting I, DDP's book. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I saw one, and I wanted to know if it was misspelled because if it was misspelled, this would have been an awesome sign. It looked like it said positively passe. But it it was spelled with one S, so it was like positively pace. Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah. There was the one that blatantly had the website. Yeah, (laughs) ddpbang.com. Watch out. That's that that might take you somewhere else nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, nowadays. (laughs) I one thing I like they gave him the extended entrances. Yeah. Which dun 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 dun. That's all I kept thinking was the WWF theme. Oh, they get the WrestleMania 14 This is for you. Good luck, Chuck. No, it's the worst Shawn Michaels impression that's ever been done. Shawn flips off the camera as he walks, but something like that. Austin just looks like he's getting out of the crapper. 
He comes around that corner like, I just took a dump. God damn. God dang, that's about three matches. I had one of them Sonic Chili Burgers. God damn. I had a margarita with two extra shots of tequila in it. Um, all right, so as we get our – Bosch Buffer gives us our entrances. He gives us the full full promo package to start the match. It's great. The fucking crowd is hot for, for oh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. And yes, he doesn't they even are. have to have promised boobs this time. No. 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 That's why – I like I, I like where they do, what they do with this. You know, it's um, it makes sense. You needed to do this. You finally needed to do this. You've had this guy around this long. Let's take the plunge and see what happens with it. Page is hot early. Tons of right hands, clotheslines, all this stuff. Um, did you guys like this? This match gets into the crowd. Like, yeah, well, not only that. Uh, th- this was interesting to me too. Is this the first time we see the the, the title graphic? You know what I mean? Like where it says World Heavyweight Title. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't remember seeing one for the tag title. I don't remember seeing one for the hardcore of the U.S. Because they've definitely used it in previous papers. Sure they have. I remember that. But you're right, though. I think they uh, may... We'd have to... Why would they do that? I know, but they're in the crowd a long time. And I don't think they were expected to follow them because it starts to look like in the games when you go oh. too far away from the ring. Oh, yeah. And it's like you're over here and you're like this big. No, no, no. You know, the screen gets this big. Yeah. yeah. I, I also want to make a mention. No one, no one in wrestling knows how much a belt weighs. The belt's 30, 50 pounds. It's 30, 30 pounds. pounds. It's 25 10 pounds. pounds of gold. That 10 pounds of gold. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah. Terminator uh, weighs 2,000 pounds in some movies. <laughs> the How does he get on a fucking motorcycle? You know, chairs right, weigh so, so much. So, I, I wrote this down. I, I lo- it makes sense with some of the recurring jokes we've had. The waffling chair shots that DDP takes causes cause him to get very talky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Oh, God! No! Yeah. DDP gets very talky about the pain. Mm-hmm. Bischoff appears on the ramp. Yep. For a long I, lo- time. I love this spot. Which J- one? Jarrett tears up a fan's copy yeah. of DDP's book. And hits him. The fan seems perfectly okay oh, with it, too. Man. Well, it looks like an independent wrestler, if you ask me. No, I, I just. <laughs> wow! It is a great. Guys, I'm going to bring my copy of this book to ringside. Maybe he'll take the time to sign it for me. Well, maybe Jeff Jarrett. So, can you guys ex- help me out with this spot? Because I wrote it down. I'm trying to remember it now. Now, a blocked diamond cutter somehow hurts Charles Robinson. Um, Jeff Jarrett holds the rope. He back. I think he he holds the rope and goes to fall. I think he kicks him. It's so weird. It's a bizarre. It's, the camera angle's bad. Well, it's it's like I'm it's like I'm 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 being forced to look at two things at once here. A DDP goes for the diamond cutter and Jeff Jarrett holds onto the rope. So it's like, oh, a fake out diamond cutter. Well, well what happened to Charles Robinson? Yeah. You know, like the, that's you know what happened there. The wall chokes land. Uh, we talk. We always talk about guys with punches. Uh, we haven't talked about DDPs yet. I love his punch. He has a good work punch. Good work punch. Yeah. yeah. With both hands, because he he'll hit you with both. Yeah. And, and if he misses, he'll do that fucking. He does like that. around closed. Yeah, yeah. The, the disc is larian. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very good. Um, Jarrett locks in. What do we? What do we? We get it. He gets his figure four in. Um, Bishop finally starts to move toward the ring. Kimberly, <laughs> Kimberly has the guitar. So now, coming. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we, shoes off. What's funny is like, remember when we caught this with Liz and Sting and that, sure, we, same we just, thing. We just, it, it's really telegraphed. What's coming here next? Yeah, Kimberly swore coming. Uh, it just, <laughs> yep. Because you know why? You know why, why? One of the reasons why there's too much setup. Yeah, mm-hmm. it needs to be quick. Yeah, before exactly. I can process in my head. I, I should never. A wrestling fan should never be able to figure something out. Somebody that made fast. a great argument in that same in the same vein. When you go to Invasion at WWF in, in 2001, the Austin thing. Yeah. So like, why did Austin just wrestle 30 minutes to turn at the end? Oh sure. Why don't you just do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Why right didn't, yeah, didn't he just do Yeah. No, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, DDP seems to be... Om- he runs out of signatures. What yeah. was that sleeper slam move Jesus. that he did? Yeah. Like, like, that was a hell of a move. Now, yeah. now, so far, I will say, this is the only wrestling match. It's a good match. Seen, because it, it tells a story. Yep. You know, like, th- this is what a wrestling match, in a way, should be. Yeah. You know, for what it is, up until the last, I don't know, minute. Yeah. Because, well, it's I think it's 90 seconds. I, I rewound it because... Bischoff distracts the ref, a.k.a. holds him. Oh. And apparently Charles Robinson's left hand is a T-Rex hand because he can't swat. Yeah, I mean, he's face. like trying to punch him and he can't. Yeah. And, well, which leads, of course, to the, the, the guitar shot, the stroke. I'm sorry, it's like, once again, it's really stupid. Charles Robinson, there, there are guitar pieces everywhere. and, and, the, and He is the last down. guy you need to do an overbooked ending with. Because yeah. he is, we've seen a couple of times where the... Um, the DDP flare strap match from yeah. Havoc. Yeah. We saw the whatever he didn't understand what the Sting Goldberg match was supposed to be for. No. Like, yeah. It's just not the right guy for these type of matches. No. And why? I hate to say that because he was at WrestleMania 31. Yeah. For yeah. God's sake. But uh, why did we have to distract the ref? We've loosened the DQ so much. stuff. And they're not going to let the world championship match end in a DQ. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. That that's what, that's what it should have been. DQ, right. and then here comes Brett. Fuck that. So let's hit the ending here. So DDP does get the diamond cutter. It looks like he's got uh, the title finally in his grasp here again. Kim comes in with the guitar. She waffles DDP. Mm-hmm. Swerve we all saw coming. Jared hits the stroke. And mayhem Jeff Jared has realized his dream. The Slap Nuts era has begun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, once uh, again... He wins the title, finally. It's completely overshadowed by Kimberly Turn at, uh, turning on DDP. Right. Yeah, you because know, it's not just, it's, as they point out at the table, it's not a, it's not a manager. It's not a valet. It's his wife. Mm-hmm. And I, it, all right, devil's advocate again, the thing I like is that the Millionaire's Club just can't, they, they're just so close to winning, and yet they all get fucked over. Mm-hmm. All the key ones get, all. It, they, I'll, I'll all, give you that. It, it sets up the next paper. It's not, it may not be executed well, but that's at least, no. I feel like the intent. You know, I thought The Undertaker was coming. <laughs> I'm not being. I'm not saying that to be funny. He's when here. I, no. Hey, oh. when, when I watched this in real time in 2000, Taker had not been on TV in a long time. Like eight months. Right. And so they've had all these people running in all night long. You were and, real. What you were really expecting, Undertaker? Like I'm not saying that to be a joke. Not. Good God. They were that. trying to but sign they, him. I but know they that. keep saying they keep saying WWF. You have all these former WWF people coming. I mean, like, it's the World Heavyweight Championship. If someone's going to run in that you haven't seen on here, it would it would have to be someone now, important. is that something you would have wanted to see? Well... Undertaker leave WWE? Well, I mean, because I'm not saying would have wanted to, because also he came back, you know, he just he, he came back reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. So it could have been either way. He could have been like, Vince, I'm tired of being this taker. I want to do my bike. I would have no. loved to have seen him reinvent WC- himself again for Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I wanted biker taker so bad. I think, yeah. Um, but... Coming to if WCW, yeah, you can be a biker. Fuck it, we just know it's the Undertaker. I mean, I would. I have no clue what he would, where he yeah. would be in this storyline because. Well, for one, where you just said it, there's your problem. You yeah. can't call him the Undertaker. Right. Well, yeah. it's and made Mark. News did a thing where they were like, Undertaker is now taking bookings at independent shows as the mortician. The mortician, <laughs> and then underneath in very small print, formerly known yep. as the Undertaker from WWF. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the he had already been in WCW years ago. He had a feud with right. Sting. He was mean, mean Mark. Mark Callis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're not. Nec- I mean, it's not out of the question. It comes to a point where you've 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 hit the ceiling so fucking hard you cannot go back. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin could never no. go back to stunning. 
you know, or anything like that. Once you find that gimmick, the, the one that really works, yeah, yeah, there's no going back. Yeah, that's true. It, it's just like Bray Wyatt. He used to be Husky Harris. Right. Well, that's he, why it was. He's it was always going to be Bray Wyatt. It was now. tough in that. Regard. It was tough to see Triple H go back to being DX after years of being the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like. You don't do jokey crap. You go out there and just now you, you just dominate. wreck people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're this the, doesn't work. Though. It just wasn't sorry. the same. It's, it was hard to take DX again after those two matches that he had with Mick Foley. Totally Royal Rumble, especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, yeah. Couldn't do it. I, I agree. Like there, there comes to a point where there's no going back. Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Invasion Angle going to work for WCW, which is notoriously like. Like one of the worst things that, that you know that, that, that he has uh, yeah. in terms of like the way he remembers WCW. Oh yeah, you know There's... I, you didn't buy it at all. No, no. I. So let's wrap it up here. So the new blood of Celebrate, they have they have the three they have the three top belts mm-hmm. right now in the company. So this night is a success for them. Question, you guys, did you like or dislike that they or how they went over? As a group, not specifically the matches themselves. Do you did you like that they went over as heavy as they did at this pay per view? It immediately puts them in, like it kind of follows through with the you're going to be the focal point because they all have the belts. It's yeah, a, it's a new day. You shouldn't. It's yeah, a new day. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I just wish the way we got there. Because they, they over, I would like at least one of them to have won one of one of the championships without any interference. Because then yeah. you just kind of make. Did them it all... bother you that the millionaires didn't get any belts? No, no. Because I, I think it I... sets up the next pay per view. Exactly. See, that's why. Like, that's how it's I. Long, I... It's a form of long term booking. Because the, the easy way to crack on this pay per view, if you look at the Meltzer ratings, there are a lot of duds, and there are a lot of not even one star matches on this. Uh, you know, and I get it. That's from a work rate kind of perspective, and just just wrestling, just on on. The most, I guess, in the simplest incarnation. But I think this was a good, this was a good stop on the road of this storyline. Like you have to do this; they have to go over huge early and dominate because they do. They essentially dominate this, and that's great because now, now it wants me. It makes me want to pull for. You're shaking your head. Why? You I would have rather they took the belts off of them, like instead uh. instead of. Like I'm sorry. Like I, I get that it's a you don't reboot. like the vacant title. I don't like the I don't like vacating I every single that. title yeah. and, and basically taking all of that hard work and saying it was useless. I think it, I so in that regard, I think, I think you're right. Jared going over Sid because Jared could never go over Sid. He could never beat Sid. So it's like the way I look at it now. It's like he has Sid's title. You know, like it just doesn't seem right. We'll go back from to a Sid's standpoint. Sid's not even here. He yeah, Sid's not even like, here. He doesn't interfere. Where the hell is he? Yeah, I heard he went. I heard he went three for four at Peoria. They had a they had a game, <laughs> and uh, he had a really good game. He had a couple of homers. He got Bruce Beefcake scissors. Yes. <laughs> and got Kelly Preston at the end too. Oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> so overall, would you uh, give me your best? What did you? What was the best for the night for you? Best match uh, easily um, is DDP and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, the worst match. My God, take your pick. Uh, <laughs> one and a half, one. Ah, oh, of course, Jimmy Hart and Man Cow. Yeah. Uh, Man Cow was the most over person here. Sorry, that's really stupid. I don't care if he's from your hometown. I, I wouldn't root for Lindsey Graham if he made a guest <laughs> appearance at a wrestling show. Oh, yeah. I, I, you, I, you would not root 
for me. I would not root for Lindsey Graham. And no. the it's so funny, like so with none of my favorite. When, I wouldn't root for Mark Sanford. They were using a. I root for Shelton Benjamin because he's a good athlete. <laughs> I root for people who are good. So when Lindsey Graham wrote, you know, he came out to James Brown, like when he said he was running for president. I kept thinking the cat would be <laughs> to appear there, <laughs> dancing on the stage for him. In his red shoes. Oh, Why did so the cat's good. legs roll up and leave the shoes behind when Mike Thompson oh, so funny. frog splashed him? I, I would, I, I'm a big fan of Sting and Booker only because it, it gave Booker a really good singles match that, again, showed that this guy this guy does belong in the conversation of being in a main event slot. And what was cool was you added a dynamic that not everybody in the new blood is new blood. Like, you know what I mean, they're not like in the in the storyline. They just of, haven't gotten the opportunity. Right, right. He's all about the opportunity, but he's like, I'm not going to be an asshole like you guys are, basically. Mm-hmm. Even though he did jump... Them at the end of Nitro. Well, yeah, I know, which is very interesting. It's like they backed off of that for this. Well, let me, let me just say to wrap up my my end of it. I think this is one of the worst shows that we've seen yet, if not the worst. Really? For, yeah. You I, mean, I think for for Matt for wrestling for all around, all around, whether it's matches, whether it's writing, whether it's commentary, promos, anything. I, I thought this thing absolutely sucked. Wow. Gotcha. And, and okay. as as a, if this is what we're doing now. As opposed to what we were doing with Sullivan, yeah, then we're fucked. <laughs> well, we like to put it simply, we know yeah. that. Like, oh, like the, like Jeff Jarrett DDP is the best match. It's not a good match, but it's the only thing that's worth even mentioning. It's just it's typical Russo booking. Yeah, and I hate it. The the swerve for Booker T. I remember it. The swerve for Booker T. Is they tried to make Booker T. wrestle with his brother as a team against Flair and. Uh, Luger and Luger, yeah. Oh, on Thursday, on Thunder. Yeah, on Thunder. Oh, okay. And so they were trying to just make him do that, and said, "Well, you need to put that behind you and just do the better good for the new blood." And he's like, "No." Well, so. that's true. Booker does have a good promo uh, where he says that he's for the new blood only for getting yeah, uh, opportunities, new, new guys, opportunities, or, yeah. new guys, opportunities. I like that that he's kind of like a tweener. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so that part, yeah, I, I love Booker. You know, you want to see him do well. I also liked. Um, and I liked another chapter for Kidman and Vampiro, even though like it was just a filler. It was filler mm-hmm. to get the Hogan spot over some more, that that storyline and everything. Oh 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 oh! I like that. Yeah yeah. That, as a segment, sure. yeah. The, but it's a one and a half out of five. J, go go ahead. And, one out of five. Okay. One, one and a half. One wow. and a half. Where would you? Give this it, one to me is. I thought it was one of the better ones, as far as like when you were talking about. I'm looking at it overall. It was very entertaining. Uh, I felt like they gave a shit about it again. As far as they were, I mean, they didn't really have the money to spend, but they went back to spending the WCW money. You could see it. I couldn't it follow the tournaments. I couldn't follow who was in this match or what. That match was a little or different. Or if I was watching a semifinal or a quarterfinal, right? Uh, it was. It was just nonsense. Right. It, I agree, but it was entertaining nonsense for me. I. It's like the, like just the, the microcosm to put it together was the hardcore match. Like this whole pay per view kind of felt like the hardcore match where it was just. Uh, here's a funny part. Here's an entertaining spot. Oh shit, that's a good hit. I think they were really. I think they really were convinced because obviously they knew they only had a week. So they were, and and they had probably written. Obviously they had their whole storyline stuff written ahead of time, or so we think. At least the beginning part of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think the prospect of having vacant titles is this thing that oh we're, we love that two guys are fighting for a belt that neither one has like that immediately creates intrigue. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. Right. Yeah, to me it doesn't. I don't feel any different. It doesn't make me want to see a match even more if you're telling me both guys are vying for a vacant title. If one guy has a belt and the other one doesn't, that's just as entertaining to me. Right. 
and makes me want to yeah. see it. So I think that's where the the vacant thing kind of loses its scene. It was almost like they did that as a final fuck you to Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Is really what it was. And they were only all vacant for six days. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, there wasn't I, like a lot a long time of no champions. You know, it's like I, when, I, to nerd it out. It's like when the comic book companies start re- and then just reset everything to zero. And they go, where everything's yeah. issue number one again. Buy it. It's going to be a num- like. I get where that is. It's like oh, immediately just uh, grab your attention for your curiosity, and then it's going to peter out. So where would you? Uh, hi, was I, I, highlights typical? Or are they, they echo Charlie's? What do you? I mean, the highlights uh, definitely as far as the the best match was the World Heavyweight Championship match, followed by the the Sting Booker. For me, mm-hmm. most I mean entertaining would be the hardcore match. It's great, um, a lot of fun. You get as far as segments. I mean, you know, we get cops pulling guns on Hogan. Jeez. We get, uh, well, that was still, that was, but still, you that know. That is the iconic image. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, like, and it, it's a hell of a, of a shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. good shot that you got. Thank you. It. Yeah, um, that's, that is true. That's why, like, that, because that also, that's very, even, I don't think, me with my reading too much into things, it's very symbolic, is here is the man who was the face of, of really mainstream face of professional wrestling with, on his ass, with guys with guns pointed at him. And we've seen a lot of cop segments. I've never seen cops draw guns. Nope, they never not like did that. Them, not nope. on Austin. They, they never did, did it on Austin. And no. They had every reason to. With Austin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no one. Austin drew, drew I mean, a shit, gun if, on Vince. If Dean Ambrose didn't get guns pulled on him from apparently stealing a uniform and a vehicle, wearing the hat. Yeah. Very Austin. Of they're, him to of him to put about a hat on. beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something. There's good things. Texas life, Death right? Match. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Uh-oh. Stretch. God damn. Watch All right, kid. so uh, well what 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 did you I find a number you can put a number on it. I I I don't like this number. It, these is. are these are getting tougher to number for me. I've noticed. Not for me. I know not. <laughs> I you gave it a 1. 1 and I, a half. 1 and a half. 1 and a half. I probably I, I'll lean a little bit higher with I would probably go with 1 and a quarter. Just a That's little bit lower. What? You said one and a half. That's oh, I'm sorry, running three quarters. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, awesome. God dang, you didn't forgot your alpha brain. Math, right boom. Out. I need my damn alpha brain. Math is power, motherfucker. I was the thinking, more you know. I was thinking about going a quarter higher is what it was. So oh, yeah, One and three quarters. Mm-hmm. So naked gun 33 and a third. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, because I wanted to give it a two, but I think we, I've given two to some much better shows. Like, I think Mayhem. Uncensored was a two. And what I, the reason, though, like, I, I it's... As long as I give it one and three quarters and say it's awful, I think the one thing I think it's just a necessary pit stop on getting getting this thing started. I think it echoes I'll, beautifully that nitro. I'll take I'll take it's not the worst show. Right. The worst show is probably Star Starcade was Starcade was awful. bad. Yeah. That thing was and, and bad. And so was Halloween Havoc. Oh yeah, man. Our, we had a rough start. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Mayhem was Mayhem was, was shaky too. We had persevered. Russo part one was not Russo good. Russo part one was really bad. Yeah. Sullivan's three are really? arguably superior. Oh, no, arguably. They are. Yes, there we go. Because, hey, you, you got sold out. Yeah. Sold out is that's it. Super Bros. Got a decent main event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not spectacular by any means, but decent triple threat. Mm-hmm. But, um. So, what, one, one and three quarter? Yeah, I'll give it one and three quarter. That's a lazy one by me, but I'll give it that. Um, all right, so bring this up on next time. 
We got a fun one next episode. Before we dive back into Slamboree, which will be the next pay-per-view, our next episode we're going to be looking at, it's timely, we needed to get to this at some point, it's time to cover Ready to Rumble. Why? Because this was a big deal for WCW, and it was a big deal for us when we were younger, yeah, the yeah, fact that there was a movie was. about wrestling in the heyday of wrestling. I am all. I am 100% in. Well, we'll see how that holds up 15 yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah we'll the see. 15th anniversary. That's right, Ready to I Rumble. thought of that too. That's so oh, cool. Jesus. 15 years old. The podcast, you can follow it at New Blood Pod on Twitter. I'm at William Rankin83. I am at CM underscore stabs. I am at the Jason Keesler. And we will catch you guys next time. Ready to rumble 15 years later.